Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Uh, this uh, Americans for Cannabis and uh, Freedom to Garden leaders meeting uh, March 1st, 2015. I guess we just need to wait here until the others call in and then we'll get this going. Well, I see someone else on here, radical justice man, but they hung up <laughs> before I could unmute them. Uh, hopefully they'll call back in. Sorry, I'm still getting over this sickness a little bit. I didn't mean for this call to start recording automatically, but I see it did.
That's all right. Maybe I can edit it later. Um, All right, anyone there? Yeah. Yep, that's me. Yeah, you got me too. Uh, Ron Kaczynski. Robert Olander. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Who else you got? I got Kerry Prophet. There's Kerry. Hey, Kerry. Hello. How you doing, man? All right. Afternoon, everybody. Like, it looks like Kim's trying to get in. Um, which Kim? Kimberly Crap. Oh, okay. I didn't see her on the going list. What's that? I didn't see her on the list that she was. I mean, I saw that she was invited, but I didn't see that she was on the list of. She actually said that she was going or not. Oh, uh, I think I think she left the leader group. So she she wouldn't have got the invite to the to the um event page, so Right. Well, I know Linda Adler, she's supposed to she said she'll be there. Or here, or out there. <laughs> so what's been going on, boys? Who who are you talking uh-huh. to, and who is it? <laughs> Both of y'all. What's been going on? Oh man, go ahead, Robert. That's me. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, wait. Who's who's asking what's going on? Me. Robert. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> okay, Carrie. Then you go. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Go go ahead. Oh well, uh, uh, what's going on with me is probably what's been going on with some of y'all trying to just stay alive. Um, and uh i've been trying to um uh put kind of my uh experience on the radio in effort to kind of show a contrast between you know what a real fight for freedom equal rights human rights, whatever you want to call it, looks like and what we're getting right now um, in place of it. Right. And, uh, right. I haven't been doing probably the greatest job trying to explain it all, but um, because it's kind of, it's not a deal uh, where, um, 
you know, unless you can just see that, what I just said, unless you can see that for what it is, right, unless you can see, oh, unless you know the difference between fighting for your freedom, for your human rights, for your for your natural-born um, endowed rights, unless you can automatically see the difference between that and what's going on with what they call the legalization movement, if you can't see that off the top, then it takes a lot of explaining to try to get someone <laughs> to freaking understand um, what's yep. going on. And there's really no yep. simple way to put it. Exactly. Right. That that's why the way we're doing it, we I mean it's a it's imperative that we we have to speak about, you know, other things other than just cannabis just to get people to understand what we're doing here. That's central. I, I couldn't agree more yep. a thousand percent. Yep. I mean this it, it it what we're what we're talking about here really uh there's some just basic points, and right off the bat, one would be, you know, three things, okay? So they've got this thing called civil rights, right? And they've got a thing that they use as an imaginary uh, phrase. They don't really institute it, but it's called human rights. And then they've got... Uh, 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 the situation between commerce, right? What's commerce and what's taking care of yourself. So in the realm of taking care of yourself, which is which is what's trying to be phased out. I hope everyone understands that that your ability, your freedom to to be somewhere and let's say grow your own food, make your own clothes, whatever. Take care of yourself in whatever way you can the best you can. They they're trying to phase that out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they want everybody. They want everybody dependent. Right, and so, and and part of part and parcel to that is, you know, if you if you if you look at the Constitution, you can see that that governments reach into your life, your ability to to take care of yourself, is uh, uh, is dependent upon commerce at this point. Commerce is what gives them kind of the the reach into every kind of situation you can imagine because simply we don't take care of ourselves anymore. And uh, so everything we do is related to commerce. And so they can relate everything we do to commerce and that brings them in, in every aspect of our lives. So from my perspective, there's, you know, there's the battle that needs to be fought first. If you're, if you're interested in human rights, your naturally endowed rights, your, Ability to take care of yourself, any of that stuff, and that—that that is, you have to fight for that. And then, after that, alongside that, whatever is the whole—you know—Caesar's um, battle for commerce. And right. uh, uh, but but because that's not what we're looking at. Because we're looking at um, the folks that want to profit off the commerce are in control of the so-called legalization movement. And, and so in that respect, the only legislation you'll see after 215, 215 in California was the only legislation ever so far um, that was based on human rights uh, because DPA. Well, patient, patient rights, but but yes, those are humans too. 
Right. No, well, no, what I'm saying is if you read 215, right, it's a one-pager. It's real simple. And the reason is because it, even though, yeah, it, it dealt with patience, what it set up was the patient's ability to take care of themselves, right? Right. To grow right. their own medicine. And it had nothing to do with commerce whatsoever. And uh, that's why when the so when the that was not passed by legalization forces the 215 was put together by folks that were still fighting for freedom back in those days uh but compromised in the ways that mm, you know that they that they uh needed to to satisfy their own <laughs> goals and what at that point and that's why it was only medical i was you know, at that point, I was fighting hard against uh, making uh, it only medical. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. uh, but it was you know uh, to no avail. But but the point yeah. is, is that uh, the language that you see in two fifteen, if you read it, and then go to every other thing that's been passed since then, including California's SB four twenty, right? Um, and you go to every state: Colorado, Washington, Alaska, D.C. Look at all the texts, man. They don't have any relation to that first law whatsoever. They're all about regulation, mm-hmm. and and that is your clue that the movement got hijacked, right? Right as right as two fifteen really was being passed. Um, right. Some of the and they parade he, and they parade the think about the children out there in front of it because they're afraid recreational use will give kids access to. Legal drugs, you know, like alcohol, like it's so easy for kids to get a hold of the alcohol. Yeah. Well, whatever uh, tact they've used, and I'm telling you, they isn't all the same team. Like you got they in the biotech industry and in the government, and then you've got they in the DEA, you've got they in the cartels, you've got they in normal, and all these people are all working to, to regulate um so uh, except maybe the cartels who would like to see just nothing you know just total outlaw you know <laughs> but other than that all those other deals are working to regulate at this point because they're all working to bring in what they call an industry and so well, see we we have we have uh, laws against criminal activity and the only way to very carry said this many times about the way you can only commit fraud and and real crimes un, under the code of law or under uh, not law but in a legal aspect. Say it, Gary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you caught me off guard. Shit. Uh, you know, about, uh, you can only you can only commit real crimes legally. Because there's, yeah, fraud you know, can only be committed in a legal capacity. Yeah, it can't be committed in a lawful capacity. <laughs> lawful capacity, uh, lawful fraud be a contradiction of terms. <laughs> it can't exist, right? Because fraud is an unlawful act. That's why right. people have confused the word legal and lawful. They did that on purpose, of course, so that so that people would think legal is is right, 
and and illegal is wrong, basically. And that's where right. most people's heads are. Yeah. That's where the legalized movement's heads are. You either have legal or illegal. They don't right. get it. Yeah. And then you got people like uh, Lambert that she's she's more or less on her side, but she's still stuck in saying legalization and I don't. I, it's a word I don't even use anymore. Legal, legalize. <laughs> well, that's a that's a dirty word in our house. Mine yeah. too. My I mean, I literally. Like the reason I was late on the call was because my son called. And he said, oh, what are y'all going to talk about legalizing? And I was like, we don't talk about legalizing in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in our house, I'm not kidding you. It's like the F word. Yeah. yeah. It's like the only time you would use it is if you were being, um, uh, you know, either sarcastic or trying to point or out. speaking the, in a derogatory manner. Yeah, yeah, some kind of derogatory manner, exactly. Yeah. I think prohibition and legalization are one of they're, they're the same damn word. Well, of course. To me. You, it's, prohib- it's taxation, regulation, and control. That is literally what prohibition is. It's because when they drive up the cost, supposedly to get people to stop doing something, that's taxation. Whether it's on the black and it's not on the black market because it's right there in plain sight. You know the car, the 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 criminal cartels get empowered and enriched and so does the prison industry and so does the the government that pushes the laws that create the revenue generated by the by the home confiscation and land confiscation and property confiscation and and people going to jail and that work the you know the the money that comes in from the corporations that pay the prisoners that work for pennies on the dollar it's sick well, any any time you have a a prohibition of a of especially plants, um, then it's not really about the the prohibition is always the first step the empire would take in. A, but that's in a, not what's prohibited. You know that, right? No, no. What I'm saying is the prohibition is the first step the empire takes in in regulation. So, in other yeah. words. Uh, for example, um, look at 1937. Look at the Marijuana Tax Act, right? Mm-hmm. There was a uh, at that time most of the national defense stockpile uh in one way or another was dependent on hemp, okay? And uh and that was it, it's still in the specs today. If you go into the specs for the national defense stuff, it still is hemp, but they've uh at in 1950, basically, they were reworked the law so that they could replace anything with petroleum or anything that they said could do the job, and they did. But the point was, in 37, when they passed the Marijuana Tax Act, they knew full well that they still needed hemp for the military. So it wasn't about prohibiting. It was about total control and regulation. Um, yeah. Complete. you not having hemp. Yeah, exactly right, and and so, and and then this any type of regulation that stems out of prohibition is all just part of a an extended plan um, yeah. that comes. Kill the farmer. Right, and and so, and, and so you know we as folks who maybe can see that, um, you know, and I'm not sure what this call is exactly supposed to be about. Like I, I, I 
But all I can say is at this point, it's I mean, commerce. It, if it's the three, if it, if it's how many of us are talking right now? Three. Well, there's three of us. There's four of us here, but only three of us are talking right now. Oh, okay. Well, the, then there's four of us here um, because a call like this, it it should serve. I mean, in my opinion, um, if we all see this, then this call should be about where do we go from here? What do we do? Um, and because I. You know, if this is like an educational call, you know, are we here to, you know, learn, which you do every step of your life, hopefully you learn stuff, but, um, but that, you know, I'm here because I feel like you, you folks are like-minded in, in being able to see through this bullshit, right? Right. Um, and so it's about, for me, like, where do we go from here? And, uh, from, from my, you know, perspective and experience fighting this thing uh, in the trenches, on the front line, troubleshooting it like you were trying to fix a freaking electric radio, I mean, you name it, okay. From my personal experience, there's there's three places that you got to go from here. It's like a three-pronged approach. And uh the only way you can go these directions is if you're a soldier honest to god you can't just go there if you're you know um still living a domestic life this is a fucking war and the three places that have to be gone to is uh one y- you've got to um uh, try to uh put together some uh, a text of legis- like we've done with the you know uh, the freedom of the guard and protection of nature that that kind of a thing right you got to have that put together uh, because you can't go running around uh, without ha- you know offering what the deal is and so that's one aspect of it so that's obviously got to be worked on at at the uh, uh, initiative level where you try to get stuff like that passed locally in your county or your state or whatever. It doesn't mean that you're going to win. It means that you just get it in there. Get it in there. Get it on the freaking ballot. Make people read that shit, okay? Make them hear the truth because they're not going to hear it otherwise. That's one That's one prong of this deal. The The other prong is that, that attaches to that is the media, okay? Right now, every section of the media thinks this is that thinks there's no deal here. They think it's between legalization and the hate cannabis people or whatever. Um they don't even know we freaking exist. And so <laughs> that has to change. Okay? So in whatever way that you bring that about and 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 the 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 most uh, obvious thing right off the top is right there at everybody's hands every day. They get on this stupid-ass computer and do nothing with it. I'm telling you right now, we got more done back in the day when we only had telephones, man, than I'm seeing get done with these freaking computers. So what I'm telling you is you can do email campaigns to places like Democracy Now! or CBS News or any of these fuckers to just let them know, like Horton hears a who in a dust spec, you know, we are here, we are not legalization, we are freaking human rights. The people doing legalization are a front for corporations that want to make a fortune, etc. So that's the second prong. 
The third prong is the one that none of you want to freaking hear about. Um, and I'm sorry, you know, that, that that's the case, but it's where the freaking battlefield is, and it's in the goddamn courtroom. And it don't take lawyers. It takes freaking citizens, just people, human beings, to go in and file cases. And you just, you, as long as you have templates, as long as you can, as long as you write, you know, what needs to be written down, and you can be halfway articulate when you get in front of a judge or whatever, um, a lot of this stuff can be done for free. If you, if you are of uh, below a certain income, you can file a f- case in federal court for zero money, okay? Um, this, is, this is the thing that DPA and all the rest of these are most afraid of, is that all of a sudden the potheads, right, and I'm just going to say it, the freaking potheads get wise um, and start filing civil cases based on their human rights because this ain't about pot. Okay? Hold on, I'm getting a little garbled. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kim, is that you? Kim? 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 Oh, right. Kim? Right. Oh, right. We're back. I just had to yell at the kids in the door. <laughs> 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 I was thinking, thank God someone stepped in and started yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> No, my dog was attacking the kids, so I had to separate everyone. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you could join us. Yeah. Well, it's about time they let me log on to this for some reason. It won't recognize my phone. Is it you can't uh, go on the computer and talk on the phone at the same time? Yeah, no. Um, I, I think you... I'm, I'm not sure how that. it works. All right, because I logged in as a guest, and then I logged in on the computer under me in case anybody types in. Because I couldn't do both. It was weird. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I can't type and, and talk on the phone at the same time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. But, yeah, I, we were, I guess in, you we were can continue, Ross. We were filing a civil, civil action or a civil uh, suit against with the federal government, right? Right, exactly. Um, and there's ways to do it. There's already uh, templates out there to work from. I got one um, on the web uh, at a site called Hemphasis that isn't my site, but he posted all the uh, all the documents, well, most of the documents from the case that I filed. And Get it from downstairs. Jesus. I'm yelling at the kids again. Get it from downstairs. Oh. I'm back. They want they wait till I'm on the phone in order to start shit with me and ask me a stupid question. <laughs> well, we sitting there all day doing nothing, but as soon as I touch the phone, they, it's 101 dumb questions. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to lock them in their own in their room. Tell them yeah. shut up, <laughs> sit down, sit down, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but up here in New York, like like the problem up here in New York. Is heroin. It's not weed, but they're trying to commercialize weed so the state can rape everybody's pockets and still keep minorities and the poor in the prison. 
Right. Sure, just yeah. like everywhere else. Yes. You know, and I got statistics and shit because I don't, I don't know if y'all know, but I got promoted to counselor at my job. You know, I'm a drug counselor in the Hello? That's going to be an interesting job. Do you hear me? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, so, so I got all kinds of statistics and, and like, state shit that they can't dispute. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they're trying to put in, they're trying to put in the um, marijuana taxation and um, regulation act this year. And that's yep. going to screw every New Yorker doggy style. Because what they're saying is you can have six plants, but you can only have three vegetative and three mature at any time. And a total of eight ounces of plant weight ever. And there's no way in hell you can have six plants and only eight ounces. You know what I'm saying? Even on my veggies, you know what I'm saying? It's more than eight ounces. Yeah, it sounds like more legislation trying to use the Commerce Clause to restrict and regulate the rights of the people. restrict individuals, yeah. Yeah, and what's happening is so... What gets me is the states really don't even have a right to regulate commerce. Uh, The only people that have a right to regulate commerce is Congress. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the states are doing, thinking they can be in the middle of it at all, I mean, as far as commerce goes. Now, the states could claim the rights for the people if they wanted to. <laughs> well, tradition, uh, I'll just jump in real quick and, and say traditionally um, in this country, uh, it you know regardless of how it's supposed to work okay what what it has done traditionally is they float these ideas in the states and uh like california is a prime example um california passed the first law out uh, uh the second law the first law was passed in massachusetts california passed the uh, its law against cannabis in 1913 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Massachusetts passed this in 1911. Yeah. So this is a, a tradition that they and and you know you can point to a lot of things, uh, uh, not just cannabis, where they do this. It's it's uh, they test things out in the states, blah blah blah. They but, actually start at a smaller level than that. They start with counties, that, and and as they as they end it, they also. I mean, if you look through Oklahoma, I think any state, you'll find dry counties. Yeah, dry Look counties where where alcohol is still prohibited, almost completely. Right, because you in that county you don't have a right to take care of yourself, a human right to to, right. to make your own you know alcohol for whatever need that might be. But right. but what I want to say is locally, we're uh, we're trying to you know catch the phrase of uh, vendetta Shiva uh, uh, when she. Uh, you know, so in other words, if you ask Vinetta Shiva what what that law is that they're trying to pass in New York, right? They, she would say she wouldn't even blink an eye, and she would say, "Oh, that's a Monsanto law." Mm-hmm. Right. She, that's right. what she calls them, Monsanto laws, and it doesn't mean that Monsanto wrote the law. What it means is any law that that regulates or tries to somehow impair you from saving seed, growing plants, any seed, any plant, to take care of yourself is a law that benefits 
these corporate entities that are now not just ag, big ag, they're now biotech industries, okay? Right. So, so that's yeah. why we're trying to call those laws, you know, Monsanto laws. So if normal is putting forward a freaking law like that and the DPA and, and all these guys are saying that, you know, our response, you know, from, from my camp over here is, oh, here comes another Monsanto law. And then, you know, because that does two things. It One, it says it, it calls it for what it is, but another thing that it does is right off the bat, anybody who supports such a law uh, as those uh, that are coming forward, they have to stop in their tracks and say, what Monsanto law, what are you talking about? And at that point, they start asking questions. Now, either they're going to blow it off and be a, a good soldier and, and continue with their marching orders, you know, or they're going to look into it deeper and try to see the logic of what they're doing. I was, I was getting ready to say something about that, the Monsanto thing, because if you actually now saying Monsanto can be a dangerous act, not because the man will come and get you or anything like that, but because of the perceived uh, uh, stereotype with people that claim it's Monsanto. You're, we're better off if we say biotech industry. Yeah, either one works. You know, no, I, no, I no not have... either. Not really either one because Monsanto has made a claim, and it, they can probably back it with documentation that says we have no interest in marijuana. Well, and they can probably been... and they can but probably see, back that with documentation. Is what I'm saying. I've dealt with that locally. Uh, is this Robert? Yes. Yeah, I've dealt but with they that. They may have subsidiaries that that do. Listen, some fool, some fool came on the radio and tried to throw that pile of shit out recently. And all I did was, and I'm not saying that you're incorrect because I would, you know, agree with well, you I'm that the biotech industry. No, 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 let me finish. I, I would say that you're absolutely on target, you know, making that the biotech industry law. But, but when it comes to someone coming forward and saying, hey, Monsanto has made it clear that they have no interest in cannabis, and they can't lie to their freaking shareholders. That's illegal. Um, so they've got no interest in cannabis. Well, that when someone came on the radio and, and tried to throw that you know shovel full of shit out, basically I just called it for what it is. I just said, and this was a person who is anti-Monsanto, right? They're anti-GMO. Right. And I they brought good. that shit forward, and I said, oh, that's right, because Monsanto never lies, for one thing. And for another, but I know, I know, I know. And I for another, that, but there are people that believe the lie. I know, but here's and, what I'm saying: these same people that are saying that are are some of the same folks that, on in the other breath, are saying Monsanto's lying about everything. Right. Okay. I know. I now, know. Also, I know, but but we're talking about the most valuable, and it's really Pollyanna, I think, to allow like I. There's no freaking way I will stop saying Monsanto. I can tell you that right now, even though I always say biotech industry usually, but I'll throw Monsanto in. And the reason is Monsanto really is the biotech industry. There's a lot of little players. Right. But, but Monsanto, I, that's, what I, that's what I was getting at was that, that I, I, I realized that. But, but on paper, Monsanto... They have that plausible deniability thing going for them. They can actually, on paper, show that that no Monsanto Corporation, you know, 
does not have any interest in it, and they can probably show that Monsanto isn't necessarily connected to the subsidiaries that do have an interest right, in control. Right, but what I like about this initiative is that I'm looking, we can I'm looking still say Monsanto because we're, we're trying to protect all food. Right. I know, but right. listen, Monsanto is, trying, is, is already in the medical marijuana business. And I'm looking at the CNBC report right now that says that they're investing millions of dollars into the RNAi technology so they can grow mm-hmm. weed that the plants won't eat, that the bugs won't eat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're poised, yep. they're yep. poised to, like, take over. And what I've heard... Well, Exxon, Exxon's, Exxon's invested in it, too. ...uses Monsanto seed. And Uruguay, when they legalize, their ultimate plan is to have Monsanto uh, cannabis seeds in order to grow their weed in, in um, Uruguay. That doesn't surprise me at all. Well, you know, and, and the Drug Policy Alliance is one of the major pushers behind that. Richard Branson's thing, all those uh, celebrities that put all that money into it, they're all yeah. the honorary directors of the DPA. You know, the fucking, what's his face? Um, what's his face? I can't even say it now. But the Monsanto is an honorary George director. You know what I'm saying? For Are you talking DPA? about George Soros? Yeah, he's the honorary director for the DPA. Yeah, 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 he's a he's a shareholder in Monsanto, and he's also got big interest in in other. If you go to GMOCannabisWatch.com, I believe it is, or .org, I'm not sure. It's it's my kid's website. He's been researching that stuff for a while, and you'll find the whole uh, board, a list of the people that are on the board for DPA, and these people are all. Major banks, corporate, you know, drug interests that um, that are taking control, that took control of this so-called movement uh, for their their own gains. They're, and and uh, and we're just stupid enough to be cheering it on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So th- that's where we're at, and so that's why I'm saying that, you know, for me. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't, I, I don't put so much weight on the, you know, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be quick on your feet and, uh, uh, see, I wouldn't stop saying Monsanto and here's why, because these people that are saying, oh, Monsanto would never do this. They've said they wouldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be a point here where Monsanto is, is going to. Not only be doing it, I think it's going to save their fucking company um, because at this point, there's countries all over the world banning um, GMO. Yeah. Okay. And, and so the the one thing that people seem to be willing to allow through the door is is uh, this whole notion of anything that can compete with petroleum. So if they start producing you know, all the everything that's not food or medicine, let's say, right? They they might get back into the door of some of these countries uh, that have banned them, and they do that through economic hitmen and all kinds of different ways. But the the the, the bottom line is that I really see this plant and the patents and the things they can get out of it um, as like the thing that saves Monsanto. And the whole frickin' biotech industry, and I think they're counting on it because they've got so much bad press right now um, that 
they're having a hell of a time, man. They're taking hits in their profit, and their everything um, is not coming up roses for these guys at the moment. Right. And uh, uh, cannabis is the thing that can save their asses, and I think they know it. How many people do you think here in California are going to say, no, we don't want freaking hemp growing in California? I'm telling you right now, man, they've already said it so that you can only have a certain level of THC in, in what they call hemp, right? And right. That, will be, that will be genetically engineered, and these fucking, um, you know, uh, yes, who, whoever... That's the only way you can get it like that. Yeah, they're going to welcome it right into the door, okay? And so this is the, this is the, the class right. that, that's going to save Monsanto, um, that's what this is really about, if you ask me at this point. <laughs> Not just... you, you could be you could be absolutely right. But I think I think it's gonna save a lot of industries if, if I mean it would we we all know that the hemp industry, cannabis industry, um is beneficial. It, it's about controlling it though. So so there's people that want to control it, and they'll do that through that's the profits that's 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 that makes them power. Well, you can imagine you can imagine three people making a stink over genetically engineered medicine. Okay, so um, if they're buying their cannabis in a, a dispensary, they might not want to buy genetically engineered cannabis. It might be a who knows fifty fifty split there, but. If you take that same that same herd of folks, man, and say, well, what about this? This isn't you're not even consuming this. This is just an industrial crop, right? Um, uh, I think you're going to get like eighty percent of the folks not having a problem with it. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely true. That's but then yeah. if you compartmentalize it like that, and the thing is, we all know, we all also know, this group knows that natural grown hemp for fiber and seed doesn't contain the levels of THC necessary to produce the high. Yeah, but do you know why? Do you know why? Yes. The CBD blocks it. No, no, do you know why that that, the strains that are over there in South Dakota, uh, uh, strains that I filed an endangered species petition over, right, Right. Why do they? Do you know why they contain such a minimal amount of THC compared to the strains, let's say here that we use medicinally in California? Because I can tell you why. Hit me, because I think I know why. But go ahead. Well, if you take those same strains in South Dakota, right, that have been allowed to fully fertilize for uh, how many generations now? I don't even know. Um, and you take and isolate those plants, and you uh, start denying fertilization, right? Right. Uh, you will steadily begin to increase the THC content, and the reason is is because one of the one of the main reasons that plant produces that THC is not the only reason, but one of the main reasons is is to collect pollen. So the more desperate it gets. To get fertilized, the more it produces that sticky shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, so if you take those hemp strains and you isolate them and you go about seven eight generations, man, of denying fertilization and just you know getting one little seed, 
you know, fertilizing one little point on a tip of a bud and getting one little seed and then going from there, and you keep doing that, all of a sudden, that's not going to qualify as hemp anymore because the THC content is going to come up. And the same goes in the reverse. So if you take these strains that we have in California that are super high THC, you know, developed over years, um, and you start fully fertilizing generations of those uh, at a certain point, you're going to end up with hemp, what they call hemp, okay? And um, so it's it's really is, as the government says, it's the same fucking plant, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, that's one thing that, uh, you know, the, even the federal judges, man, I sat in front of a federal judge in a in a That's why THC shouldn't be the issue, because it's not. Well, exactly, and that was the point. I, I was in front of this federal judge, and he was saying, well, wait a second. You want to use this for all these things, but most of the things you want to use it for um, could be the plant that they call hemp, which doesn't apparently contain the THC. And I said, no, that's that's not the deal. And he argued with me for a minute in open court, and then he, he issued for me and the uh, U.S. attorney to go go home and both write briefs on why he shouldn't allow me to grow the non-THC varieties of cannabis, right? And so, ironically, me and the U.S. attorney both went back and wrote basically the same brief that, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's the same fucking plant. Uh, you say it, the government says it's the same plant, and that's because it is the same plant. And that what this really boils down to is your human rights. Now, the the U.S. Attorney didn't write that last part, um, but that's that's you know uh, that's where this goes. So that whole separation of the plant, like you've got this whole movement where they say, oh no, we're for hemp, and that's different. That doesn't have any THC. Blah blah blah. I mean, but it that, does. Even even, it's just so small that it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter anyway. Because if you're using it for, for fiber and stuff, it's not like you're gonna get stoned if you wear hemp clothing that has a little more THC than 0.3 percent or whatever. Well, yeah. no, and 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 really, if you controlled your fertilization, you'd end up with a balance of CBDs and and. Uh, 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 you know, all your cannabinoids, and you would still have medicinal tops if you grew it in industrial fashion, right? You'd still yeah. have medicinal tops full with, you know, probably you, you wouldn't have to make them full, but you could do it in in separate ways, you know, and I've laid it out before how you could do it, but you could end up with crap loads of seed with medicine and with all the fiber you need, including the herds and all the rest, and well, you get it all out of the one freaking right crop. There. That's the truth right there. I mean, e- <laughs> yeah, even, but even the hemp, even hemp has some medicinal benefit. Well, because it has uh, uh, CBDs. Sure. the C- and, and it has small amounts of other cannabinoids, too. And, uh, exactly. you know, it still has the other cannabinoids, too. Uh but yeah, the the plant, regardless, it's the same plant. It's just how you grow it, and what you grow it for, and the the effects you're looking for. But nobody should tell you that just because you like to get high. Because lots of people like to get high. We've had this discussion before. You know, people do lots of things to get high. Some people go fast in their car to get high. 
Some people, mm-hmm. some people have a rare, a rare steak to get high, a big fat piece of chocolate cake to get high. Um, that's mm-hmm. all about getting high, all of it. That right. So what's the problem with that? Why is that? You know, listen, you know, like I like I told you before, you know, I got promoted to associate counselor and stuff, and I have my own clients now, and I have yeah. clients that drink rubbing alcohol to get high. Yeah. That's why they're in rehab. You know what I'm saying? So the issue at the end of the day, what the government is putting out there now is that addiction is a sign of a mental illness. You know what I'm saying? Depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, et cetera, et cetera. And that people that are addicted, just similar to what Carl Hart says, you know, people that are addicted, it's not because of the drugs, it's because of a mental health issue. Because drugs, any type of drug or mind-altering substance has been present in history since the dawn of man. If, if that was the issue, then everyone would be addicted and not the small amount of people that we have. And if you look at the statistics, the mental health statistics will say schizophrenics. You know, 80% of the schizophrenics abuse drugs. You know what I'm saying? 80% uh-huh. of, the, of the depressed abuse drugs. And it goes further and further down the line. So they have to, you know, what I'm pushing at them is don't look at the substance. Look at the cause, the root, the core issue. For right. this, you know, and that's that what needs to be addressed because, you know, for every $100 that they spend on incarceration, they only spend $2.83 on treatment. And the right. treatment that we provide, honestly, like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I really thought that they would really, you know, help people, but they don't. And, you know, like the higher drug, the, the, the you know, more tenured counselors there, they really abuse clients' rights and shit. And I've been sitting there like, yo, what the fuck, and telling clients how to answer it on the low. But but here's and here's they told the me thing. to stop doing that. They were like, here's, you can't tell people what their rights are. I was like, the fuck, I can't. Here here's the thing. I was I was in drug rehab back when I was on probation because I smoked pot and they caught me smoking pot on a pee test. Uh-huh. So they put me in drug in a in a drug rehab. They made me go to Narcotics Anonymous and go to a mental health mental rehabilitation class. Yep. Anyway, in this class and in in Narcotics Anonymous, I learned a considerable amount about the people on drugs <clears throat> but but i don't as a pot as a pothead i don't consider myself a drug addict i don't i don't either but but we have to be honest and say that that's what the government classifies us as sure so sure, yeah in order, so in but, order but to I combat no, that we need uh, to show we need to show what it is because first of all marijuana they've already known since 1972 that marijuana is not addictive. I met you know an 80-year-old man that had been on heroin since he was 13 years old. He put six kids through college. Uh, had the same job from the age of, of 13 until he retired at 65. And he entered himself into this rehab program because he was starting to cut into his retirement funds. <laughs> yeah. But he 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 lived out his whole life, made a living. Was a do you call that man an addict? Do you call him a schizophrenic? Do you call him a a, a mentally ill person? I I couldn't. I don't call him any of that because at the end of the day, they forget that the the, the definition of addiction is using a substance 
that causes well, use, adverse effects on their life correct? and negative consequences. If you're not having negative consequences, then you're not an addict. If you if if using drugs or substances is not your downfall, then you're not an addict, and that's the bottom line. Right. I know. I mean, I know a lot of people that 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 drink alcohol, and yeah. I, to me, I would say you guys have a problem with that, but but they don't because it doesn't really affect their life. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, and you know, they, you know, they still work. They still, but they're not discriminated against at work either. You know, when they go to pee in a cup, nobody says, "Oh, you can't work here because you pee alcohol." Right. right. You know, again, this comes down to where you know you're, where we're drawing lines, and it's right. because uh, it's because you know. You know, the people that are interested in human rights haven't been drawing the boundary line. So in that situation where you just described, the natural boundary line would come not because you ingested some substance or whatever. It would come when you hurt someone else or denied someone else their right uh, by whatever way that was. Maybe you smoked PCP and you freaked out and killed somebody. I don't know. But it's yeah. not that you smoke the PCP, it's that you killed somebody, okay? And that's where the line it needs to be drawn, and, and, and you know, and, and I'm sorry, but uh, the, the, the lady, what, what was your name, dear? I'm, Me, I'm Kim, Kizzy. Kim? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, because, you know, you're, it seems like one of your strengths is this subject of of understanding that, you know, that we shouldn't be going after people for what they do in their personal lives that's not affecting anyone else. Right. And, right. and uh, so, like, what I'm saying is these kind of things need to be written up, man, and coherently put, put forward because these are the arguments that you face when you try to bring forward human rights. Right. So, when you try to say talk about human rights, then people will say, oh, no, but then we got crazy people smoking PCP, Right. Um, and, and so there has to be a coherent, you know, uh, response to that. And it sounds like that is one of your strengths. You're, you're literally in the trenches with that shit. Yeah. And, and so, right. So, I mean, all these things, everything that they can throw, there's a, there's a sensible common sense, coherent argument to come back with. Okay. And, and it's, it's not being done. And, and that's because it's it's because the people in control have no interest in doing such a thing, right? Um, and so that leaves it to us. I mean, literally, us here talking on the phone. I mean, I don't know if you guys. I know some of you realize this, but I mean, maybe you all realize it. But we're the few. Do you, I mean, do you understand that we're kind like of you. these few folks that are even not only thinking this way, but willing to do anything about it. Yeah, I know. So yeah. it's not about other people doing stuff. It's about are we willing to do it? I could tell you I, by myself, I got more done on this issue than all the fucking shit I've seen since. I'm not kidding you. I could prove it to you. So right. it's not about uh, whipping up all these people. If we have a core group that that have that know what our goals are, we know how to get it done, we know how to articulate, we know how to uh, put down the propaganda that comes at you in the windmill, 
if we have a core group that can do this, we can supplant this bullshit that's going on right now. I'm telling you right now, all we got to do is, is spark it because there's a whole crap load. 64% of the folks in America didn't vote last time around. Why? Because they don't see the fucking point. Right. And, well, we can give them some. I, I can tell you the same dynamic was happening when I started doing uh, this issue. And uh, I saw people come alive. When I was throwing myself on hand grenades, right, in the national fucking press, in the world press, I saw it spark people to life. I saw, I was getting calls from all across the country, hundreds of calls. People that just were dying to do something, didn't know what to do, didn't know where the battlefield was, didn't know how to fight. All they knew was that some, some bitch was telling them to do this. And, you know, obviously they, they didn't think that made sense. Um, and so they were Sorry doing, about that. Yeah, so I'm just saying that, it, you know, one person can move a mountain. A fucking, you get 13 people together, man, and I'm telling you, we can rock the world. I know, I'm trying, I've been trying, but like, people are so broke and fucked up on their own shit that they just don't have time, or they're not interested in showing their faces, so I do a lot of shit, like Dolo, or like two or three people, like we go, we talk to the assemblymen and the senators here and all that shit. Right. Like, I troll, I troll, like, right before they enacted the medical marijuana law here in New York. I went to the press conference where they had all like the, like the epileptic kids and all that, and the Senator Diane Savino was up there, and she was like, oh, blah, say blah, the law's not ready, and when it's ready, it'll be ready, so don't rush us. And I was like, what's yep. the And I'm standing behind the cameras, because I, I had the big sign about repeal. It said, make it, law, you know, make it lawful, not legal, and on the back it said, don't pick the sick. So you could see it from both sides. So everybody there was pissed off at me. The Drug Policy Alliance, New York, fucking, <laughs> the fucking med people and all that shit, they were all pissed off and giving me a hard time trying to push me back. So so they all pushed me back behind the camera so you couldn't see me. Yep. So when the senator was saying that stuff, since I was standing right next to the cameras behind him in the microphone, I just yelled out. I was like, what's the matter? It doesn't exploit the sick and manipulate the poor enough. And the whole shit went dead silent, and so they never aired the press conference. Oh, and, and the Drug Policy Alliance, Cassandra from the Drug Policy Alliance grabbed me and tried to drag me in the bathroom and was like, Tim, what's wrong with you? I was like, fuck you. I was like, how do you support this exploitative shit? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Said, what, the, what the fuck are you doing? And she was like, you can't be here and do that. I said, well, you can't kick me out because this is public property, motherfucker. Right. Well, let me just say this. I like how you talk, girl. Yeah. Let let me just say this to you because, um, you know, from my, what I know about you so far, you know, you're obviously a hero. So, but what I want to say is, is that where, where that is and what you did, I've been there and done that. And I'm telling you, it's not where the battlefield is. So in, in other words, in other words, we are creating our own fucking press conferences, right? Yep. We don't give a shit about their stupid-ass press conference. And th- some of the people that are supporting their shit, I saw it here happen locally just this last time, let alone in times in my life. You should have seen how many rats dropped, jumped off their boat as soon as they had something real 
that they could see uh, that they had, you know, because when there's only one boat, when there's only one ship and it's full of rats, man, what are you going to do, jump in the fucking ocean? Yeah, right. So uh, as long as we give them another boat to jump onto, right, they, you'd be surprised how many people will jump off. And it may not be all, but it'll be enough to say we are here. Yeah, well, Especially when they people. see other people jumping off. Yep, exactly. I got a couple of people this year that are going to come with me to the Global March in the city. I'm not going to do it up here in Albany this year. I'm going to go to the one in Manhattan, and we're going to have the big sign that says Repeal Cannabis Prohibition. It's not going to say nothing about legalized. It's going to have the AmericansForCannabis.com on it, you know what I'm saying, and all that. So we can right really get out there and have people see that. You know, yeah, I'm, kind of, uh, I'm kind of broke. In, in fact, I would even, when is, uh, oh, this, man. Yeah. Well, that'd be too soon for me, but I was going to say I'd make you up a banner myself and have it delivered to you. Yeah, it's it's May second. Hey, I might be time. Yeah, I'll get back with you on that. All right, cool. Thanks. You know, because we're gonna we're trying to do it, you know, and you know normally I go and I throw out joints and stuff, so I'm gonna try to buy a little couple ounces of middies and shit. And roll them up. Hey, hey Kim. Hey, Kim. Yeah. Hey, before you make your signs, let me just ask you, put this to you. And, and Carrie at the same time, because Carrie, you seem to be the one that um, can make these websites and shit pretty quick or whatever. But, uh, okay, so you got Americans for Cannabis, right? But But why don't we use that to lead people to another group? which has got a better name that has something to do with human rights, okay? So in yes. other words, in other words, you got your American you got your people that are interested in cannabis and they come to the Americans for cannabis. But then let's lead them to the the, the better named group that that faces yes, the broader issue. Right. And so then, you know, someone like Kim who's going to show up at that thing doesn't just have Americans for cannabis. She also has you know the whatever human rights group dot com thing on there. Well, I have I have a political community page, and it's the Capital District Cannabis Consortium, and that's where I cover all that shit on. Because I don't even I don't when I put legalization shit, I slam why it's legalization. You know what I'm saying? And pick out all the bad parts of it so people <laughs> understand before they even read the shit. It's because right. well, well, this, this gets too. into what what I've been thinking about too because. Um, I know uh, we can expand to a bigger audience than just the cannabis movement because, I mean, we're we're trying to protect all plants, you know, and our human rights. So, and I don't know, I I even kind of been thinking about just starting maybe another group completely where to separate the two. Yeah, but it's not separate, and it's that's why I'm saying that. It, 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 if, like with, with Kim, you know, when your sign says, let's say, cannabis, uh, repeal cannabis prohibition, right? Now, yeah. that, that obviously would be a great thing, but really, what really we need to do and what we should be saying is that the human rights and protecting the environment and the plants itself means that you need to... Any of those banners you see me posting on Facebook, 
they yeah. are made on a banner site. Right. So any I'm, of those can be made into banners. But what yeah. I'm saying is we we need to somehow switch the message. So even though cannabis is part of it, that it isn't structured on cannabis. So so that, in other words, it's about jurisdiction. At this point, the government has the jurisdiction to outlaw plants. Yes. Okay, so this yes, would we be... can draw them in with the cannabis. I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, and I think Kerry was actually working towards doing something like that. He's actually got a link to a uh, human rights and and protect the <laughs> protection of plants. Right. Yeah. That's what we need. That's I think that's what it needs to be called. Like so, instead, you know, don't uh, you have that, Kerry? What's that? Don't you already have that set up where there's a link to the, the Freedom yeah, the Garden? Yeah, but, but see, it's through Americans for Cannabis. So. Correct. That's what that's what he was saying. Have it go from from have it. People will draw will draw in the cannabis community, hopefully, with the Americans for Cannabis, and then from there, the ones like me and you and Kim and people that understand these things have this other section where we go to the human rights. Uh, the freedom to garden, the freedom to farm and garden. It should be farm and garden because this should so involve we farm could just, and garden. We need it linked to to Ron's site then, maybe. Well, yeah, either way, it, it, it's just about evolving people's perspectives. So if they come in thinking it's all you know about cannabis uh, repeal or whatever... Right. Uh, we probably they, need links to uh, GMOcannabis.org too, because we can. That, that, the GMO group is a very powerful group. I mean, they, they there's a lot on the liberal side, you know, Democrats, and and there's a bunch of gardeners, right right wing survivalists that are big time into not letting the GMOs take over. So, yeah. a lot of those people jump right on that, and yeah. then we can educate them about cannabis from there well and that's another thing i was going to get to when when um talking about trying to you know there's a lot of folks that you could do email campaigns to uh that it might make a difference and and just starting with let's just obvious willie nelson for example okay here's someone who um who does farm aid right and also understands that cannabis it's crazy to be illegal Um, well i I contacted Tommy Chong, and he was like, he's too busy to fucking even mention what we're talking about. Tommy's not the guy to contact. Uh, Ron's mm-hmm. right about about Willie, though. Right, Willie, and then, um, uh, oh, God, I had someone else in my head there. Uh, it just popped out. But there's, um, there's uh, oh, uh, like, uh, another one is uh, John Trudell, not, um, not as receptive, um, but... Uh, emails, it's not about one person going to one of these people. It's about them getting like a thousand at least emails, okay? Yeah. And, right. um And then they go, well, what the fuck is this, right? And then they might, you know, look into it further. And, and so, uh, but people like that, forget about Woody Harrelson types or Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Those, those guys are out the door, man, I'm telling you right yeah. now. Um, but these other guys, Willie Nelson is someone who is a possibility. Um, in fact, I've had a recent, um, 
uh, exchanged with his wife um, when we were doing the uh, the, uh, the initiative over here, um, and she, uh, well, I sent her a note asking and told her exactly what the initiative was, blah, blah, blah. She thought it was great, and I was asking if there's any chance of him, you know, being on tour this direction while we were doing that, um, not for a benefit, but just to bring attention to uh, the initiative. And, uh, uh, you know, because we could have set up a venue and whatnot for him and, you know, and um, there was no way he was in a whole different part of the country, but but she she's already been kind of acclimated to um, the uh, the whole concept, and she runs his pages. So uh, like his he's got like you know fan pages and all that whatever. She runs those as far as I know, and um, so that's just that's one. Um, when, you know, it, it, it really does take a multi-pronged approach. Hold on. Hold on. And the dog's trying to eat the kid again. <laughs> yeah. Good my dog. My dog is sleeping at my feet. Good dog. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's how they communicate. Princess and uh-huh. like, the kids, like, they, they fight each other all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't, like, bite him, bite him. She just does several voices. <laughs> well, hey, let me give you an example. You, you ever got heard John, the, you ever heard John the guy... You ever hear this guy called uh, Hightower? Uh, maybe. His, his name is Jim Hightower, and he does the Hightower Report? No, nope, but uh, I wrote that down, so I'll look it up. Okay, well, let me just give you an example. Um, uh, a few, maybe four or five, maybe six years ago now, I don't know when it was, the, um, the DPA and Normal and MPP got together and decided to... Um, you know, pay this guy to be a sponsor of his Hightower report, right? So, and he's got this alternative little news blip that comes on, you know, uh, uh, all across the country. It's, uh, and it talks about, it's usually bagging on corporations, right? And saying how we're all getting screwed by corporations is usually the, the spin to his report. And so then all of a sudden, I started hearing, you know, before his report, that it was brought to us by fucking normal, and MVP and all this, right? Mm-hmm. And, right? And I was just, and then he'd go on to bag on corporations, and I'm thinking, oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious. And so yeah. we got together an email campaign, right? And I mean, it had to be between a thousand and five thousand. I don't know how many emails they got, but they flooded his freaking emails um, to the point where they finally dropped that sponsorship. And, you know, wow. so I'm, I'm just giving you a little example of, you know, even though the computer seems freaking worthless, um, when you jam somebody's email account with a thousand freaking emails, it, it does something. Yeah. Know? Well, what about, yeah. have, you, have you guys heard of Charlie Laduff? No. He does Say that show. last name again. 
Leduff, L-E-D-U-F-F. I don't really know who he is, but he does a show called The Americans with Charlie Leduff, and I see it on YouTube. Uh-huh. He might be somebody, I don't know, he might be interested with the kind of topics that he covers, you know, because he covers a lot of Ferguson and, like, human rights stuff. There's another guy named Tom Hartman who, uh, if he's talking about cannabis, he's an idiot. But he's he's you know good about some things. But he's someone that uh, you know because a lot of these people really do just not know. They haven't thought about it enough. They they're just voluntary you know idiots. Yeah. And and uh, if they had. Uh, a chance to really think about it and put it together, some of them might actually, you know, the light bulb might come on. Yeah, um, do, you, do you think the light bulb already came on and they just ch- choose to, to do what they're doing, say what they're saying? Not yes, any. because I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you know, I, I've been a supporter of Ron Paul since he ran for president the first time, and I've been in the liberty movement since then. And I can tell you... <laughs> The Liberty people that have started up here in Oklahoma, I mean, I mean, that, they'll tell you they like it. That's about as far as they're going to go. Yeah. I mean, well, so I know some people get it, but they still think that it's too far of a stretch. Me, me, yeah. and, me and Ron were talking about this this earlier today, that that there's just those people that, that they they... They think they already got it. Well, you know, like the house up here, the house up here, when I go talk to them, you know, they all agree with what I'm saying, but they say we have a Republican house, and they're always like it'll never get past the Republicans, so we're not even going to touch it. It's like they're not going to try because they think it's going to smear their name for their next campaign. Yeah, but Kim, that's why it has to be spun in the human rights direction, in the way that conservatives can relate. In other words, the government's going to tell you what seeds you can grow and not grow now. And, yeah. and, and a lot of these Tea Party folks don't like GMOs, right? That's right. And so it's, it's, it, when you spin it, when it's not about cannabis, when it's about the bigger thing that affects them personally, then all of a sudden – you know, they might be able to, to connect it. They might be able to say, oh, yeah, geez, if, if the government can outlaw one plant, they can they have jurisdiction over all the freaking plants. I, you know, Ron, I've actually had that conversation with people, and they're just not smart enough. I've run into that. I've run into that. They're just not smart enough. I mean, yeah, I've I've hit some of those, too, but then again... I've hit they plenty. Think too much to get that far. You, you know, you can't turn the light bulb on in everybody. That's for sure. Yeah. And I've hit plenty where the light bulb does come on, right? You see it. Sometimes you see it go pop. You know, it, it does come on for a second, but it's like one of those lights that just burns out real quick. <laughs> yeah. You, you hit the switch. You hit the switch, and it flashes, and you go pop. Yeah. I know. God. I, you know, I I don't know what to say to that, man, because it's true. It is true. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we got our work cut out for us. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've been fed the legal lies for 
uh, what, 60 years or better now? Yeah, better than that, buddy. Better than that. They were fed them a long time ago. Remember when they legalized, well, remember when they repealed alcohol prohibition? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was legalizing. They 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 prohibited it so that they could legalize it, and that's exactly yeah. what they did. And that's why you have dry counties today. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. That's why here it's in Oklahoma, seven. apparent apparently here in Oklahoma, the 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 uh, the the alcohol cartel is really powerful. I don't know I don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but I did talk to a guy when I was fishing one time on a dock that did know the ins and outs because he like tried to open a bar and it didn't go real well for him. There was a big uh, you know a lot of barriers, a lot of red tape, a lot of a lot of crooked deals going on behind closed doors. Yeah, well one of the one of the things that I've noticed I one of my best friends, he, he lives in he lives in Modoc. In Cali, up in northern Cali. Yeah. And yeah. he has a medical card. His medical card allows him to grow 99 plants all year round. So he doesn't care about legalization because he could have 99 plants all year round regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those laws are uh, changing fast and furious, county by yeah. county. Uh, whatever his uh, situation was yesterday doesn't mean it's that way today. Modoc County is one of the ones that I think is considering. Um, uh, well, they're starting to move to all-out bans, and uh, yeah, but they sent the letter to them that they were going to cut the There, there's people excited to hear about about getting cold beer at the liquor store, cold yeah. high point beer at the liquor store. The convenience stores here in Oklahoma can't sell high point beer cold. They can't sell high point beer. Period. And they still won't be able to go to the liquor store. And the liquor stores can't beer. sell it. They can't sell it cold at the liquor store. Yeah, but people right. people buy high point beer. That's the only place I'll ever buy beer is at a, at a liquor store. But, don't, yeah. don't hot liquor get you more messed up? No, you, <laughs> you you put it on ice and you throw some salt on it. It gets real cold real fast. It's a it's a magic trick. But I'll teach yeah. you someday. But yeah, um, but down in Texas, if you go down to Texas, you can buy cold high point beer everywhere. You can buy it at the grocery store. And I've been to places where you can buy whiskey in the fucking grocery store. Oh, wow. You can't hear. I think it was like Florida somewhere. No, here you can buy whiskey. You can buy, uh, hell, you can yeah, buy. Maybe it was California. You can buy 151, and you also can buy uh, this stuff called diesel that's 153. At the well, grocery store. in Arizona. You can go into Arizona and go into any store and buy liquor. Yeah. I import, uh, I have imported um, 190 whatever proof uh, organic grain alcohol from Oregon. Well, wow. I can buy I can buy Everclear at, uh, at 190 proof here in Oklahoma. I think I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I have a bottle of it. But you can't make it. I use it I use it for cleaning atomizers and stuff because I because I vape. You know, I vape to nicotine. Right. I'm a, I'm a tobacco head. But anyway. Um, yeah, I use I used to use it to clean atomizers and stuff. It's a real good solvent. That's usually what I use it for. Right, but you can't make it yourself. No, no, no. Well, you that, can. That's the point. <laughs> you can. But it's illegal. Yeah. Sure. And so, and you know, but it's only the, illegal if you get caught. Right. Exactly. But you know, I, I just you know, and I I know. I want to take it back to what we were talking about a minute ago, though, in terms of 
uh, when, you know, yeah, the light bulb might go on for a second and then it goes out again. But I want to yeah. say something about that because, you know, I can share a personal circumstance where, you know, we had we had to turn those light bulbs on, and we did, and it was with folks. Uh, I mean, this, and you got to think back way before there was any medical laws whatsoever, right? So 215 right. hadn't even happened yet. It was as illegal to possess cannabis as it was to rape someone, basically, in a lot of states. So, um, and here in California, uh, I went with a couple of my, you know, with my team to a conservative county, one of the most conservative in California on purpose, but it was a farm county, right? And uh, we planted 20,000 seeds, um, put a banner across the freaking highway that said re-legalize farming at the time, right? Right. Um, And then uh, we called the cops and called the media. At that point in history... You could not argue in any courtroom in the country why you would have done such a thing. The only thing that would be relevant and allowed to be talked about in a courtroom would be, did you do it or not? In other words, you're not allowed to even freaking talk about why you did it, okay? That's called a general intent crime, and that's what you have here in California still, unless it's medical, so if you, if you have a medical whatever, then you can argue why you had it. You could say it's for medical. But other than that, you've, it's still general intent, and you have no defense for possessing cannabis whatsoever. So my point here is, though, that I had to uh, uh, represent myself in this trial, okay, because, because you representing yourself in, a, in a, either civil or especially a criminal matter um, – can say things, not necessarily legally, but you can get away with saying things that a uh, lawyer will be thrown in jail for contempt for the first time he says it. Right. Uh, and so, so I represented myself in front of a jury that I let the prosecution pick. In other words, I went in front of the media and said, okay, we're in a conservative county. We got the hanging judge. He was called Maximum John, right? And... <laughs> Uh, and we and and what we're going to do is we're going to let the prosecution pick his very favorite jurors, the ones he think will convict for sure, right, in this conservative county. And we're not going to take any. Uh, uh, we're not going to dismiss any jurors. We're going to let him have whoever he wants. Well, he went through 80 people until he found the ones he wanted, and they sat that jury. And I sat there every chance I had a chance to talk and made it about human rights, made it about farming, made it about what a person can't plant a plant in the ground to take care of themselves. Isn't this a farm community? Blah, blah, blah. Every time I had a chance, I would, I would say that. Now, every time I said that, the judge would slam the gavel and tell the jury to disregard and tell me that that was irrelevant, admissible, and that I can't say that. And that must have happened like a hundred freaking times over five days, okay? And at the end of that trial, we were hoping to get a hung jury. That was the, that's what we were hoping for. Oh, my God, if we can just convince one of these people, you know, just keep the light on in one of these people. Because I knew I'd been flipping the lights on and so you could see it on their faces, Right. 
Yeah. Well, they came back with a unanimous acquittal. Now, this is after a fucking judge told them they had no other choice but to convict. I mean, in the jury instructions, <laughs> the judge, Maximum John, said, "These we admitted to doing what they, we were on videotape, man. There was no question about whether we did it or not. We were guilty, straight up, of violating a law that we said was unconstitutional and unjust uh, and violated human rights. was unconstitutional. Okay, so... What I'm saying to you is that it wasn't just one of those Republican conservative jury uh, folks that kept the light on. It was all fucking 12, dude, and it only took them two fucking hours. And they came back and said unanimous acquittal. That, that trial made legal journals all across the country. It was the first time anything like that had ever happened. Normal did everything they could to, to make it go away. Because wow. we, were, we were trying to uh, do a couple of things. I went into that ignorant of the fact that you should never be a criminal defendant. I learned from that experience that you should only always be a plaintiff, okay? Because right. it changes all the rules in court. But one of the things we were hoping to come out of that when we got the acquittal was not unlike what used to happen in Kentucky and other places when they couldn't fucking get juries to convict people for laws that they thought were ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. so Normal did everything they could to make sure that didn't happen. Right there in that county, they had three cannabis cases right after ours, and all three were either acquitted or hung juried. That could have been a spark that started all across California and across the country. I'm telling you right now, Normal did everything they could to stop it. But the main point of this story is that you can turn on the lights in these people, man. And I know it seems impossible. Um, but when the chips are down, if you're fighting for your life, and make no bones about it, if we're on this call all talking to each other, I, I, there is no excuse for any of us not understanding that we're fighting for our lives. We're yeah. fighting for uh, our kids' lives. We're fighting for their kids' lives. In fact, at this point, we don't even deserve fucking solutions. We've let this mess happen. It's our kids that deserve the solutions. We need to fight for them. Agreed. And those human, Agreed. Rights, that, those yeah. human rights that we're talking about, those aren't things that can be negotiated. Those are things that belong to unborn kids. Yep. Right. Yep. That's where we're and at. We, and we let them, and we let it slide. And we let it slide. Yeah, they, they want to talk about protecting the children. How's that for them? That's right. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Protect them from what? <laughs> what are they? Everybody talks that that they they say that really vaguely when they do use it. They talk about protecting them from drugs. But what does that even mean? It's protecting you from yourself. They don't mean protect them from drugs. Here it is. Protecting from these drugs. No, it's protection from yourself, Robert. And the reason is because if you actually got to know who you were as a human being, all of a sudden you'd realize you're a fucking slave. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I realized that a long time ago. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. A long time ago. I realized everybody around me were slaves and they were. It was more of a mental. psychological bondage than it was a physical too. So yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well
Well, and that's one of the reasons why um, the issue of animal rights, for example, is uh, is a dead serious issue when it comes to the government. They've been putting people, infiltrating those groups forever, and the reason is is because animal rights is one of those deals where it begins a domino effect in your thinking process. Okay? So, in other words, if if you have some compassion for the critters that are all around you that you're related to, just like you're related to all these plants and everything, and you start figuring out that there's standards that, you you know, they deserve a certain amount of respect, right? There's certain standards. I mean, you don't go around kicking your fucking dog all day, right? Right. Well, um, and, and so when you start down that path of, of thought Even if process, I was going to eat him, I wouldn't do that. Exactly. Exactly right. And so when you start down that thought process, what happens is you're breaking the chains of slavery because it goes all the way to, to how we treat human beings. It goes all the way through it. And now we're going to get robots to be our fucking slaves because we still can't take care of ourselves. Yes. <laughs> I'm not opposed to making robots the, the workers of the world. Well, then you're going to be happy because... Um, well, no, I'm not going to be happy because I don't like the, the, the way they want to do that. I think, I think mech, mech, look, I'm against the whole idea of money as a concept because I think that's what creates a lot of the division, people with money against people without money. And, and I think mechanization will, will release people to be more free. Yeah, naturally, there should be... <laughs> no one has more than anyone else. We everything all. Why, we, why should we? Yeah. Why should Robert, we not let technology every, help? Everything us? you just said is dependent on the motivation of the people bringing the technology. Period. Correct. So, in yeah. other words, if that motivation is from profit, I guarantee you, man, it's That's just going to tighten the screws. It's for profit yeah. right it, now. It's for profit, and that's why. I, not only that. Not only that, but they get enough robots to replace enough people. At some point, you can be sure they're going to need whatever plague it is to, to trim the tree. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the horrible part about it. But we can't, I mean, that's the problem. There are psychopaths, <laughs> and uh, and there are control freaks, and there are people that... that, that think that they need to have everything and they don't understand the value of just life. Yeah. So, right. And, and, and being able to be a community, uh, or not a community necessarily, but, but be an individual in a group of people because we do all have to work together, but we don't have to be assholes about it. Right. And we could be and, doing, and we could be raising each other's barns and all the rest. And we could be, we could be, we we could be Star Trek by now if it wasn't for, uh, you know, for monopolies, 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 and patents, and and patents. That's what I meant. Monopoly. Yep. Yep. So that's it. Same thing they want to do with the hemp industry. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is what we're talking about here is. The fight that we're, that's why this isn't about cannabis. Right. It's the whole ball of wax, man. And right, that's, that's right. Yep. Cannabis just a small portion of the issue. Small portion. Yep. And it's not only a small portion, but it's, it's, 
it's it has an extra added uh, thing where it is literally the resource that can free us from our bondage. Right, yep. right. That is correct. That's right. And instead, we're going to help it be more uh, get us uh, more tied into bondage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Insane. Yeah. And people are and people, people are, are voting crazy. for that. They're putting that. I, that's what I keep saying is that legalization is nothing more than the legitimization of the scam that they've been perpetrating the whole freaking time. That's it. I mean, you you just said it, bro. That's it. I, I mean, know. It should be a fucking bumper sticker, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but when I when I say that when I say it like that to people, some of them say, "Man, you got to simplify that. Legalize." Like, dude, that's not legal. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously missing the point. Listen, this yeah. the way you Let's say shit, simple, it. Uh, you know, human <laughs> rights. You know, uh, you know, they had bumper stickers back in the '60s that, of course, uh, they got away from, and they were kind of trivial, I guess, to some people at that point. But it, and I know, you know, some naturalize. Well, some folks would take offense to this because of the whole religious connotation. But they used to say they had bumper stickers. God made it, I grow it. You know, yeah. what, whatever the fucking thing said, I can't remember. But it was to those, to that, you know, uh, spin. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that we have to bring back. Like, it, not not necessarily the religion. Man, man, made, man made whiskey, God made grass. Outlaw grow? nature, okay? How can you outlaw nature, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, that's a contradiction of terms. Yeah. Well, not only that, that's not what's outlawed, but yeah. Well, you're outlawing yourself is what I always used to say in court. Like, you know, you can't outlaw nature. You are nature. You're outlawing yourself if you do such a thing. Yep. I think people but just you're, you're realize so nature, too with this. Nature isn't outlawed. It's your, your, your interaction with nature that's outlawed, the things you do. Right, but... Uh, I mean, that's the way it's written. True. But... You can also take that to the point, like, for example, when I filed this petition for an endangered species on this certain strain of cannabis, right, in South uh, Dakota, uh, the, really that, that petition could have been filed for every species of cannabis in the United States. And the reason is, and the reason that I uh, uh, argued to a federal judge was, and that he agreed, that... Uh, and the only reason that it, that didn't go forward is because I didn't give the proper uh, 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 notice. I had a 60-day notice on the Interior Department I slipped on. But the judge agreed and thought it should come back that you have an irreconcilable conflict of law between the Controlled Substances Act and what it dictates are the measures to eradicate cannabis um, and the Endangered Species Act. In other words... Right. You you can't have a policy to eradicate um, a species of plant and then claim to protect it with another agency. Exactly, it's it's too it's it's irreconcilably in conflict. Even the yeah. judge realized it. And let me tell you something: when I filed that petition with the Interior Department, uh, when you when you file a petition with the Interior Department, an endangered species petition. It's just like filing for uh, Social Security disability. You will always be denied on your your first attempt, 
And the way you end up getting social security disability or a a species on the endangered species list is that you have to get a lawyer and fight it in court. And so basically the guy that I was working with at the interior department was about to retire. And when he first got this petition, he thought it was a joke. And they had a good laugh about it at that office in the interior department. But then as you know, it progressed, he realized not only wasn't it a joke, but he confided with me that in, in all of his cases that he deals with, that they reject them all. They make them all go to court. He said, but in this particular one, it was going to get rejected, but he said it met all the criteria as good or better than any of the other ones that he's rejected and gone to court. Do you understand what I just said? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so and here's what Normal's response to that was. Um, they, when they found out that there was this possibility to strike down plants being on the, the controlled substances list, right, because of the irreconcilable conflict of law, they went out and said that this whole scheme that I was talking about was nonsense because how could cannabis be endangered if people are growing it all across the country? And the world. Well, but see, (laughs) now I'm trying to tell you that they as lawyers know that that's not the issue at all. That's not the question in court. That's not the issue at hand. has nothing to do with it. What is at issue is the policy of eradication. And the policy of – and, it, and it's not just about cannabis. In fact, when I filed that, uh, I learned through that process basically that, you know, this guy was saying that it, if you can show that this plant, wherever it grows wild, and we were talking about South Dakota at the time, is a benefit to the naturally occurring other species in the area, um, i.e. birds, you name it, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Then yeah. it also um, – it also can be pulled into a wing of protection where it's protecting some of these other species. So they, they don't just necessarily protect a species, they protect the environment that, that, that protects, that, that keeps a species alive. And so uh, it met all these fucking criteria, man. And, uh, you know, the problem with that is that kind of a lawsuit, and the reason I didn't file it is because... That's a special kind of law. In order to win that case, you need to be an really you need to be a lawyer who's expert in that particular kind of law. Yeah. It's not it's not like fighting for human rights or something like that. You're 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 fighting over um, you know bits and pieces that are in one law and in another, and, and you're you're building you know uh, on precedent and case law and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. So that would have taken, you know, a really high-priced lawyer, which I couldn't afford or do at the time. And, of course, right. Normal was trying to blow that out of the water. So, it, you know, but all I'm saying is that, that there's been all these different ways to come about that, come at this um, that have been purposely ignored or shot down um, for the sake of bringing this regulation. Yeah.
And uh, I, I had another point there, but I can't remember for the life of me what the hell it was, so I'm just kind of faking it right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a fine job. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> God. Well. Uh, hey, Ron, uh, have we got any good requests for changes on you know that what? initiative? Or? I, I actually... <sighs> The first one I I've received I think three on my email and the first one I got I was able to see what he was suggesting and I thought it was a good idea I can't remember what it was now at the in the moment but then I got like two more after that but I couldn't figure out what they were suggesting like it didn't give me um, like any text or any suggestion I couldn't really figure out. You know, it just kind of had a guy's oh, name and number type thing. Huh. Huh. Maybe they wanted to talk face-to-face and were afraid to call. I, I don't know. It, it, it Also, part of the problem is my computer, I don't have the Internet anymore at the house, and my computer is so riddled with, uh, oh, God knows what kind of uh, malware and other things right now that it's making it really hard for me to to do anything on there. But, if, the but if everybody has a pen and paper handy, I'll give you a number where you can reach Ron every Wednesday at 10 to 11 Pacific time. Correct, Ron? Yes, Everybody prepared? Yep. 707-263-3435. And that's Gorilla Radio, right? Actually, that's uh, called Turning Point. That Gorilla Radio is my kid's show. Uh, mine's Point. called Turning Point. Yeah, and it's uh, an actual radio station. Um, it does stream live on the Internet, so you can you can listen to it. Uh, if you click to, and it's called kpfz.org, um, and uh, you can catch it live there, And uh, but you can call in and tell whatever you want to talk about, and uh, just, just be aware that it's, you know, broadcast uh, under FCC rules, so we're an actual radio station, so we can't say the George Carlin seven words and all that. Really? Right. <laughs> right. Right. I can't, I can't call them. You're screwed. You can Give say, check it out. out. Check it out. You can say, you can say you're pissed off, but you can't say you're pissed on. <laughs> that's, that's odd. Isn't that? Kimberly, Kimberly, you're going to need a rule book, babe. <laughs> <laughs> No, as long as you stay away from the F word and the S word, you can't say shit. You know what? I haven't heard her miss the F word once. <laughs> do, you ha- do you have a 30-second delay on your station? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we should sure don't. We don't have none of that. No. Beep, 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 Sam. Beep, beep, beep. It's down and dirty live, man. So it's... Uh, yeah, and we do have some some folks out there that kind of hate the station that uh, are always looking for something they can, you know, call the FCC and complain about. 
Yeah. And uh, so that so we'll just have to watch our P's and Q's, kids. Yeah, just watch your P's and Q's. That's all. And uh, well, but it'd really be great to hear from New York and Oklahoma and any, you know, all these places where people. Because I'm telling you, here locally and 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 in a lot of other places, they don't even know we exist, man. They don't even know this this uh, logic exists. <laughs> they don't freaking know anything. <laughs> you know, and and so, uh, you know, we gotta somehow um, say we are here. You know, we gotta bridge the gap. Yeah. It's uh, it's like you know. I always look to Horton. Here's the who, man. I I I put that book in um, one of my briefs for a federal judge. Better than the Bible. I had to I had to I had to photocopy every page of it, and I put it in there. And it I kind of explained to the judge that it was more for the U.S. attorney and not for him. <laughs> but, but it was you know I mean it's just plain and simple, man. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're all related. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every plant, every freaking rock, everything, man, we're all related. And, and if we can, there's two ways to live. You can live like you're not related to any of that, which means that you can enslave it, oppress it, destroy it, poison it, you name it. Right. Um, or you can live man, like you're. I love you, man. <laughs> I love you too, man. And you, or you can live like you're related, and you don't want to poison uh, your relatives and uh, all the rest. So, Jesus. Occasionally, I may want to eat them, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's Sorry. done with respect. That's all. That's all anybody could ask. That's right. That's you know. Right. And uh, God. I mean, we go to these grocery stores, man, and we don't know where that shit comes from, man. I do. <laughs> we have no I idea. Do. I've, I've, watched, I've watched all those videos, and, and some of it, I mean, I just deal with because that's the way I have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That's why and, I And, you know, and, and technically I haven't had a whole lot of bad luck with food. You know, I, I cook a lot at home, and I've, I've eaten out at restaurants a good bit in my lifetime, too. So I don't know. I'm still alive, fifty years old. Is that I'm good? I'm still alive. Hey, Is Kim? that good? Hey Kim, are you still there? Kim, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey, what is what you need? What's your 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 part of the country? What's that like? Is it like rural or is it city or? Well, I'm in the city. I'm in Albany, the capital of New York, right now. But I'm from the city. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but um, they they portray Albany as as a city of wealth, but it's really poor. Like, if you go any any four block radius from the state capital, you're in a straight ghetto where people shoot wow. each other. You know, like we have really high crime rate and all that. And what kind of like average, let's say, size lots do people live on there? I mean, obviously they have, you know, they go up to big acreage for rich people, but the 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 poor folks. What? It's apartments and projects. Mostly apartments and projects. Yeah, and like a lot so, of two family houses, three family houses, things like that. But what they're kind not of like y'all living in. And there's a lot of abandoned properties too, absentee landlords. Right. What kind of what kind of what kind of uh, uh, living space are you talking about when you say apartments as far as size? What kind of square footage um, do they? 
like, I don't know about square footage or how to describe that because we pretty much all just rent. You know, I got a four-bedroom. It's pretty big, <laughs> you know. But, a a four-bedroom? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is a big apartment. Yeah, that's an apartment? Yeah. Well, it's in the house. It, it's, I'm, I'm on the top floor of a two-family house. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's okay. Wow. That's yeah, a big so house, too. <laughs> So this law that they're talking about passing there, uh, how does it uh, describe, um, you know, like, so say in your area, uh, is it, uh, so now all these people live in apartments, so what, are, does that mean they can grow in their closet or on their balcony, or what is that? What, well, no, they'll have, to, they'll have to make, like, a, first, if they do pass the grow law, it's meant you can only have six plants. Right. No, I understand that part of it. Yeah. What I'm saying yeah. is, the, where are you going to grow it? Yeah. You have to grow it in Uber. They're going to like be like Colorado with the lockups, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're going to RFID the plants too. Oh, so basically nobody will actually get to grow it except for certain people. Right. Right. And right. the cities and the towns and the districts have the opportunity to say that they don't want to acknowledge the the legality. So even though the law may pass the state, the communities can still ban it. Right, County. You know, so what's the point in that? You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that everywhere you're going to be able to do what you want to do. It means if they say you can do it, then you can. Yeah, you know? they're, basically pulling the, they're basically pulling the dry county, dry town ships. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I, uh, I've seen that coming all along. Yeah. Yeah, it's the you alcohol know? alcohol model and with a little yeah. tweak to it, yeah. Yep. yep. Call it medicine or alcohol or whatever, you know. It's all about the same thing. It really is. It's it's about who's gonna control the revenue. Exactly. It's about the freedom to garden. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's why, you know, and and Robert, when you were talking about farming even though I, I totally agree that that needs to be talked about as well, it still has to be separate from gardening. And the reason is, whether it's defined defin- this way or not, farming uh, uh, it, uh, commercial activity. Commercial activity. Yeah. I see. And yeah. gardening. I, is- I can see. I can see where that would be. The <laughs> the, the, the 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 separation right there. Farming and gardening. That doesn't mean yeah. that those laws uh, don't need to be worked on, but what it means is that the, the first thing that has to come in my mind is your right to garden, because if you ain't got that, you ain't got shit. And yeah, let's right, establish you gotta have our right, and them. then we can work on what the commerce is doing. Then we can tell commerce, hey, stay off our rights. You want to know how bad, bad farming is right now with subsidies and all the rest? Uh, you know, farmers are to the point where they get more if they don't grow and they're using that's right. Yeah. And they're using some of that subsidy money to buy more land to grow to not grow more stuff. Has, has, right. anybody, has anybody run across the argument that there's not enough land to to grow? We don't have enough uh, farmland to grow another crop like hemp. Has anybody <laughs> run across? I haven't heard that. Know, that's a big I haven't one. heard that either. Well, I've had I've had people in I live in a you know in a rural place with people that actually say they farm and stuff. But anyway, they claim to know stuff about farming. And they say that that is a a factor also, that land land mass for food and such 
if we use I'm gonna this call bullshit on that. I know, and, and it is, and it is bullshit because I know for a fact because I was looking up the different stuff they use to make beer, and uh, for recreational purposes, that's what beer is made for. It's not medicinal. There's, I mean, there is some medicinal value to drinking beer occasionally, but, but. It isn't medicine. It is, it's for getting high. It's for having fun. Um, anyway, hops are grown specifically and only for making beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and here, when you as you and they're not this, outrageously priced. You can buy a ton of that shit for about three hundred bucks. As you're saying this, Carrie, I, I it came to my mind that someone here did say exactly that. A dude that grows uh, 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 walnuts, I think, and he came on the radio and said, "Well, you couldn't even do that crop here. There's not enough land base left." Blah blah blah. But the problem is that all the land, most of the land that you would grow cannabis on at this point in this county, is is now uh, covered in uh, vineyards. Yep. Yep. For wine. Right. For wine. Not mm-hmm. not for anything but wine. Exactly. Yeah. So it is, you know, they may have a point in in one sense that, uh, and I don't even know if they have that point solid, right? You could probably grow grapes with hemp and it'd be great. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, grow grow a row of grapes and a row of, hemp, a row of hemp and a row of grapes. They probably, I don't know, I haven't looked in my book, but I got one of those companion companion uh, gardening things. It probably would work perfect together. Well, and, you know, also, you know, uh, look at when they say that, look at who's in control of the land. I mean, if it was a bunch of... Uh, uh, Poor folks controlling the land, um, they might be more interested in growing some stuff to make their clothes and their food and all this other stuff. Um, whereas, it's the alcohol industry that owns the land. Yeah, if you've got a bunch of, like here in California, you've got a bunch of elitists that they, they're they rich, and then they wine is like their little hobby thing or whatever. And uh-huh. and here in California, you can big, get big tax write-offs if you open up a fucking vineyard, right? Yeah, and, and so they must be uh, doing something like that here because I got a vineyard right down the damn street. Right, so it's all just a bunch of rich people playing money games, and yeah. and feeling good about their their best wine of the year, the award they just won or whatever. Yeah, right. or competed for. Right, and and so you know that's that's also part of that equation when they say there's no land base. Yep. Yep. So that's a that's an invalid argument. If you ever run into that one, it's it's debunkable so quickly. You just say hops yeah. or wine. <laughs> hops, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hops and vineyards, yeah. Yeah, hops and vineyards. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> well. So what do we got left, Kerry? About like ten minutes or something. Um, yeah, yeah, we can actually we can actually go past that or quit before that. I mean, it it really don't matter. We don't have to go the full two hours. We're not limited to that either. But well, yeah, but uh, so what did we well, learn today? I, I like, we need to go I to like where we're going. What did we learn today that we need to go to court? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't, tell yeah. I didn't tell you. In 2016, they're going to implement the medical marijuana law here, too. And that is a no-grow law. It's, yep. it's only cannabinoids. That is crazy. Like the CBO, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I've heard about all that, the, CD, the CBD thing. They're doing that yep. thing. That's becoming that's very popular. That's an issue, uh, guys. That's what they're doing in Oklahoma, CBD yep. That's what they're doing everywhere because they because a certain group of cannabis supporters think that it's a foot in the door. It is yeah. if you if you want to go down that road. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. if you want to go through that door. It is definitely <laughs> a foot in the door. Hey, if you uh, if any of you folks uh, need uh, an interview of a, a cutting edge doctor who would uh, dispel a lot of that CBD bullshit. In other words, he, it's this guy named Dr. Courtney over here, he's, he's been curing cancer, uh, brain tumors and everything with, with cannabis oil and whatnot. So, but he, he will say, yeah, the CBDs are great, but so are every other cannabinoid in there yeah, and that, that's right. that you need the balance and whole that, plant, baby, whole plant. Well, and that's what he recommends, that you actually use the raw plant, the raw leaves, and all this stuff, and it totally dispels any notion of that kind of a law or those kind of laws being serving the people in any way. Give me his name again. His name is Dr. Courtney, um, and if you Google uh, Dr. Courtney, Northern California, or just even Dr. Courtney brain tumor or cannabis or cancer um you should be picking up uh his he you know you'll get a lot of hits on him and he's famous at this point for curing this little girl uh, or a little kid uh that was had an inoperable uh spider tumor on her brain and you know you can see the x-rays of it. it's a hellacious tumor covering her whole top of her brain like a spider it was inoperable. Um, the parents went to Courtney. They started doing cannabis oil, and God, I'm I'm wanting to say eight months of treatment with cannabis oil, and it was gone. Wow. Um, and but look and at that. Ba- and that baby was high. Big deal. <laughs> no, I don't even think I don't even think uh, that was the case because in that situation, even if I, it was big deal. Well, even if it was, yeah, big deal. Um, the compare. I mean, oh, geez. If you had, if you if you know what the cancer treatments do to you, or even seizure drugs or any of it, um, they're they're all lethal. Mom. Yeah, it's all lethal. I watched my mom die. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it's it's so getting high uh, for your cure. That that's not the worst thing in the world, obviously. Chemotherapy, morphine. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. So. Yeah, this doctor's doing cutting-edge work um, over here, and he... He was high as fuck the night she died. Sorry for the F word. I'm pretty sure he's dead against those types of laws um, that you're talking about, and that he would be probably, you know, happy to do interviews um, saying how it should be, you know. Right on. He's also aware of the corporate influence uh, coming down the track, too, so... Um, so are you saying we should get him on your show, and all of us call or all of us call in? Uh, that's really? a possibility, but I was thinking more along the lines of 
you know, although I'm sure it's it's far few. Like you don't? Do you have community? I mean, maybe in Albany there's a community radio station. Oh, I'm sure there is. We're we're at a college. We're in a college town. Um, because what you really would want to do is, you know, contact a local radio station. Is is more more than likely it would be a community radio station that would you'd find uh, a show host who would be willing to you know, do that interview and take on that subject. Um, and the other way, because, you know, like we could do it through my show, but it doesn't really do you much good. I'm I'm talking about, you know, in effort to uh, give people another picture on the laws they're about to vote on or whatever over there in New York. And, uh, well, no, the, the, um, the medical law is already voted on. It just doesn't state until 2016. Oh, they've already voted it in, just doesn't take an effect yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Yep. I bet everybody's thrilled, aren't they? No, because you not like all the stupid people are. Because they still yeah, have to grow your own weed. You I know bet what they're saying? thrilled. And and they're like, Oh yeah, we got your medical marijuana and they don't even know that you can't smoke it. We win, we win. <laughs> yeah, they know. <laughs> Jesus. And the people that know are like, you know, like, well, that's because marijuana is bad for you. You know, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, these people are just ridiculous up here. Like, it's yeah. a joke. Seriously, it's a joke. And and the way that they really, they, they're so grimy that they do stuff to just harass you and, and try to slam everything you do. Like, I tried to have, I tried to get the medical and and the recreational smokers together to show one face, you know what I'm yep. saying, and get along for five minutes to show the to show our local house that we needed attention before they passed any of this crap. And when I did that, the guy from the New York Cannabis Alliance got on one of the news feeds and told people not to support me because I was going to bring kids over there and let them smoke weed on the Capitol steps. Wow. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they're just dirty, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. They'll say anything, and people will buy it. Yeah. You yeah. know, just because you just because you, you use some foul language and don't believe what they believe, that they can use that against you. I eat babies, apparently. I don't know. Well, I'm like a, a crazy anarchist, according to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even an anarchist. I'm what you would consider a minarchist. I actually believe there is a little necessity for some government, yeah. but but it's very little. And uh, but but yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people think I'm anarchist. Yeah, and I'm not. Well, I told him. I said, if I was an anarchist, first I wouldn't be in student loan debt, and second I wouldn't be sitting in the in the Capitol trying to tell you to to help you know change these laws. I wouldn't give a fuck. I would do what I wanted to do and be like, fuck you. Well, I did that for I did that for a long time anyway, and I mean, yeah. to some extent, I still do. I, you know, that's just be, me being free. You're only as free as you are. Yeah. Yep. And I can, and I can, I try not to look up my nose at people that that I don't see as as free as I am. But you know, and it's hard mm-hmm. to. They they get they some some would say they have a better life for being less free. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we have, we have a senator out in Long Island. He's 
trying to pass a law to, to reinstate falconry. You know, when you hunt with falcons? Say that again? To reinstate what? He, he wants to pass a law where it's legal to hunt with falcons. You know, like Genghis Khan and shit? You, you ride out on your horse with the bird on your arm and have them catch rabbits and shit for you? <laughs> uh, he wants to pass that law. And he also wrote another law that he wants to pass that says if you're mandated to a rehab facility as per court order and you abscond or leave the program without permission, then you go to prison with a D felony. Oh, my God. God. Now, you see how ridiculous it is? He wants wants to legalize hunting with birds, but he wants to lock sick people up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And honestly, most people that are mandated to drug rehabs Fucking run away, because I worked in one, I know. We've had four people in five months run away from the rehab. You know, some come back, some don't. Some die with a needle on their arm under the bridge. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem with some of some of the drugs out there. They're really bad. They really yeah, are. Well, and education is the only way we're ever going to stop people from using those. Yeah, and, and, and the heroin users are getting younger and younger. I have personal experience with that. I, yeah, I'm well aware of it. It's not yeah. cool. Yeah, yep. I, could, I could tell you stories <laughs> just from work that would just really mess everybody up. Yeah, don't don't tell me anything. I don't want. I really don't even want to know because, yeah. like I say, I live it. Yeah. I got smart kids and I got dumb kids. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy out here, you know, and and the kids, what, you know about Suboxone, right? Suboxone is the new methadone. Sure do. That's, yeah, that's the new methadone. Yep, I know about that too because I got a son-in-law or not really a son-in-law because he ain't married my daughter, but, but he's supposedly on that shit. So, yeah, I know all about yeah. it. Well, you know the doctors get a kickback for prescribing that stuff. You bet. Now, you know, and, and from my experience, if you're trying, if when you come into an intensive outpatient inpatient rehab like ours, the one I work at, they live there. You know what I mean? They can't leave. They can't, you know, they can't go out without a pass and stuff like that. It's intensive, right? right. But when they hit us, they've already detoxed, or they've come out of jail where they've detoxed. You know right. what I mean? They haven't used in a few weeks. And they'll come into right. the program, and the doctor will hook them up on, on the Suboxone and keep them on yep. it indefinitely. And I said to the nurse, I was like, you know, how long are you supposed to keep people on Suboxone for? She's like, I'm not sure. I'm going to talk to the doctor. I said, you know, I find it odd. I said, if it's just supposed to help with, like, you know, withdrawal and stuff like that and it doesn't make you high, then why do we have people on here for at least six months? Yeah, and why do they want the, Why do they flip out if they don't have their Suboxone if it doesn't get you high? Yeah, and if you ask uh, them, like if and and I get conflicted stories. They say that if you haven't done heroin and or if you're on heroin and and you're and and you're in withdrawal, you do the Suboxone, it'll just even you out and it doesn't get you high. But if if you're if you're sober, you know, or if you're in, if you haven't used heroin and you're on, it's just like nothing. You know what I'm saying? They stick the, the tab in their mouth and dissolve it, and that's it. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask you. If they've been drying out for three weeks without anything, haven't they already gone through a lot? Uh, the, yeah, the, aren't they done? That's what I'm saying. They shouldn't even need it. Right. Boy, but somebody's oh. getting rich off that shit. Yeah, they yeah. are, because they can hook them on that shit and say they're treating them. Yep. And say mm-hmm. they're treating them under the government's treatment program. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm medically certified, so I have to dole out their drugs to them every night, like, because I work before the midnight shift. Mm-hmm. So I have to do meds twice a day. I have to do it at 5 o'clock, and then I have to do 9 o'clock. You yeah. know, and, and like, there's people that are getting seven to eight different kinds of medication, and it's not even, like, controlled substances. It's all, like, different kinds of, like, mental meds. You know, and it's like, what the fuck are you giving all these people this weird shit for? And they don't even know how it combines, no doubt. I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot of people die of mixed drug overdose all the fucking time. Every 19 seconds. Every 19 seconds, someone dies from a prescription drug overdose. Here's another peculiar story about my life. My ex-wife died of that exact thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. It it, yeah. it sucks because one of the yeah. one of the one of the drugs that that she was on, I'm probably responsible for getting her on. So yeah, it even sucks worse. Yeah. But so yeah. It's all, so it's all just a big dairy, and we're all just the cows getting milked, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. They're gonna make some yogurt and Soylent Green out of our. Uh, I think yeah. I think that's a big push to call us cows and not sheep. Chattel, <laughs> chattel, people, chattel. It's a, it's an old I, word. I see we the cattle chattel. sometimes escape. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're chattel. <laughs> chattel, yeah. It's a different word. It's a chattel. Yeah, human chattel. chattel. Yep. Human chattel. We and and technically, I mean, if if you believe all that stuff about the social security number and stuff, we literally are. They trade us on the market that. What our debt is based on, a lot of it, or all of it, is based on our productivity, and that's why they—that's why suicide's against the law. <laughs> listen, you can't—you can't kill anybody who cow. argues. Listen, anybody who argues that that's nonsense about um, your your uh, numbers uh, making you a commodity just needs to look up the definition of uh, certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very knows. There you go. <laughs> yep. You got marriage certificate, you got birth certificate, all of it makes you property. And I and I know it, I just don't dwell on it because I don't accept that I'm property. Do you know what originally, I mean you guys I'm sure know this, but you know, obviously uh, originally births were recorded um uh, in the family bibles and shit like that. Right. The only right, reason exactly. they had, the only reason they had birth certificates was to establish that was for slaves. That's right. Yes. That that was to establish property. That's right. And then marriage was the same thing. You you documented marriages in the family bible and you got married at the church. Government had nothing to do with it. But right. government needs to own every part about you, so they own your marriage now too. That's why you have a marriage certificate. Yes, sir. That's why I don't get government involved in any of my business usually. So every product, every product that comes out of your marriage or your being born, is is just uh, part of their gross national product. Yep. And yep. It, 
Yeah, you're a debt slave. You're being traded as as to uh, on the open market. Your birth certificates and shit are being literally they're they're staking against them on how much debt you will accrue and how much productivity you will uh, produce. That is correct. You are correct. Yeah. But they have um you if you're Jewish, if you get married in the synagogue under like, you know like Jewish law, then you can't get divorced in the court until you handle it back in the synagogue. Really? Yes. That doesn't surprise me. They have lots of special rules. Remember they're the chosen people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and somehow they got everybody to believe that. It's called the, uh, the G-E-T-T law. Wow. Well, I heard a good one this morning on NPR, National Propaganda Radio, whatever. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, They were having a crisis because, and don't get me wrong, I'm not um, anti-anybody. I'm related to every freaking thing that's alive. That's right. um, yeah, me too. But but so don't get me wrong. But they were having a crisis because they're they're trying to figure out how they're going to teach kids in the school about the Holocaust now because the last survivors are starting to die. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, um, they never bothered to go around and get any Indians, um, uh, you know, uh, to come and tell about the fucking Holocaust. You know how they stole it. They were Exactly the travelers of all that. They're not worried about yeah. elders, elder Indians dying and not being able to tell the stories no more, but they sure are worried about these old Jewish guys dying. <laughs> isn't, isn't that odd? <laughs> In my last, like a couple semesters ago, I took, I took, well, I've taken all the um, history classes, you know, European history, you know, all that, Western Civ, current, you know, all of it up to the current times. And when we were doing Western Civ. There was only one paragraph in the book about the Trail of Tears, and my teacher didn't mention it, so I did. You know, <laughs> wow. when we were talking about the railroads and you know being built and all that, and you know when the the, the states were were giving out the treaties and then not acknowledging them, you know, and and just doing what they wanted to do. Yeah. I was like, why aren't you talking about the Trail of Tears? I said, does anybody in this classroom have you ever heard of it? And nobody raised their hand because the page wasn't on the assigned reading list. Because, like, you're not told to read the whole book. You're told to read certain parts of the book for the class. Right. Yep. So it was like you skipped over it all the way, and I made him talk about it. Well, it's pretty <laughs> simple. Pretty simple. I mean, it's like you talk about that, then, you, then you've got to reflect on what America is. If you talk about the Holocaust, yeah. then you can pretend America is someone who goes around and protects human rights. Yeah. yeah. Except for when they're violating them. Then we don't talk about that. Well, and the bottom line is, we didn't get into that war to protect human rights. No, sir. Uh, have we ever? Our 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 corporations made Hitler what he was. That's right. Uh-huh. They got U.S. dollars all over them. Bear, bear. Uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, what bear used to be called? Um, Oh God! Uh, it still has a, a, a branch that that holds this name. Uh, Ibu Farvin. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Was that it? Ibu Farvin. Yep. Yeah, Ibu Farvin. They ran fucking Auschwitz. Yeah, they're still around, aren't they? They're they're still around, but now their their major corporation is called Bear. 
Um, but they ran Auschwitz. IBM yeah. came up with the numbers uh, scheme right. for all the freaking um, you know people in the camps. I mean, it, it, Hitler would have never been able to do what he did had it not been for all the funding uh, and the money games going on in the background that had to do with our corporations over here. That's right. Yeah. So it wasn't about fucking human rights. I mean, we. I think Hitler was a test balloon. Hitler was like, you know, how far can we get? And then it's like Saddam Hussein, right? You use these fuckers. <laughs> you use them, you know, to put your agenda forward, only it doesn't, it's it's painted as their agenda. And then you come in to go stomp out, and you end up looking like the good guy, but in reality, you're really... Here's what a lot of people fail to recognize when they say words... When they talk about these individuals, the lead up, the lead up to get to those individuals, did not happen overnight. Right. It took a very long time. Sometimes up to three hundred, four hundred years. You bet. Um, like uh, Rome, for instance, Caesar was the same, same uh, puppet. Yeah. There's somebody pulling the strings that makes that happen. And it may even yeah. be the ignorance of the people. You know, yeah. it may be something that is only going to happen with an evolu- uh, an evolutionary step forward. <laughs> well, in, in, the way, of, in the way people think. In a lot of respects, I mean, uh, I, I get cynical sometimes and, and sit back and say, well, the only thing that's going to change this is giant, you know, earth shifts, natural upheaval of the planet that shuts, you know, cuts off the systems, and then people have to either get together and help each other or die well, each other, other for what's left over. Yeah. And But, you know, I mean, we can't, you know, even if that's the truth, we can't live by that. We have to keep... No, no, exactly. Yeah. We have to live in the now. I, I, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. And we just have to slowly break the... Break the chains, I guess, because the, the, but that's the thing. Every so often, we do break the chains, yeah. and and given history, a lot of chains have been broken. That's right. So and, we we've come along we've come a long way in a lot of ways, and we've regressed in some ways, yeah. and we're still stuck in 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 some weird time. So well, keep this in mind too, though. That all down um, through that history, whenever a link in that chain was busted by somebody, almost always it wasn't this giant fucking upheaval of people. Almost always it was a small core right. group of people that got something done, okay? And, yeah. and, and frankly, if you just look at the human um, species... And just consider that as another, like a, a giant body, right? Just like a like your body. Let's say all the humans were inside your body, and they're all the organisms the uh, inside your body. Well, all of them suckers aren't going to be fighting the battle. There's going to be the white blood cells, right, that rush up to 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 do what they need to do, and these other ones are going to do what they do. But if your white blood cells are somehow blocked, um, you're fucked. Yep. So that's why I'm just saying that 
you know, it, it, we don't necessarily have to think about in terms of getting everybody on the same fucking page. Um, we can think of terms of, hey, man, you know, maybe this is just us and we got to get this shit done. And uh, usually, like I've found, when you go at it that way, all them other white blood cells that are sitting around that don't know what to do, they start crowding up on you like mercury, man, and all of a sudden you do have kind of a force. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, but it they, doesn't they, ha- see the, they finally see the disease is what you're saying, and they rush to it. Yep. Well, and they got to see bravery in us. Right. Do you understand? In other words... Really? Because who believes their own truth these days? I don't see many. Um, I, I see a lot of people talking. I question mine every day. Bunch of smoke. Um, I see people uh, that, that that do believe whatever it is they believe, and they're putting it forward, and they're not the kind of uh, people I'm friends with. Um, right. and, and But I can tell you that we we have to... You know, I'll tell you what. I've done this so many times where where I it's literally like jumping out of a plane, okay, um with no parachute. And uh but here's what always kept me alive and and safe it, relatively. And that is my motivation. In other words, I was always fighting for the truth, the common truth, the one that you're born with, okay? And in that fight, if you never lose sight of that prize, you, I'm telling you, it's like fucking magic. You get some kind of protection shield that comes around your ass that if it's time for you to die, well, then that's what was supposed to happen because that's how you can make the biggest impact. But otherwise, you're protected. And I'm telling you right now, it's that kind of shit that's missing and it's that kind of shit that can get this whole thing moving in a different direction, um, you have to be willing to believe your own truth enough. And that, I'm telling you, man, it has to be pure motivation. In other words, if you're talking about making money, right, if, right. That's, if that's in your fucking motivation anywhere, uh, you're going down. If you step <laughs> out, you're going down. So what I'm saying to you is you're already dead. You're already dead. So why not just live for the truth? I mean, seriously, you're you're dead. I mean, how old are you, 50? Yep. What do you think you got? Maybe 10, 20, 30 years if you're lucky. Yeah, um, maybe. I, I smoked a lot of cigarettes. Okay, well, really. I drank a lot of gasoline. So, I mean, if you can get to the point where you just can let go of uh, all the, the things that they call the American dream, Right, or try to convince you that whatever that is, um, if you can let go of all that and just think about the people that come after you and the rights that they're already born with that they won't even have if we don't act, um, that's what we have to. You have to come from that motivation. You have to be wow. pure, and you got it because that is where people look into your eyes, man, and they see that's what you're talking about. Because if you're not talking about that, they will look into your eyes and they will see that you're just out to get ahead. Or you're yeah, nobody, everybody knows I ain't in it for the money. 
No, I'm not yeah. talking. About, yeah, and I'm not even talking about you because I can already tell that you 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 folks are like that. And what I'm saying is how important that is. It's critical. It's it's literally the foundation. I know because that's an excuse. They that's a, that's one of the that's one of the arguments they use both from both sides. Oddly enough, is that you're trying to make money. Exactly. Exactly no, I don't want right. to make any money. I want you to be free. I don't care about mm-hmm. money. Dude, that, that's exactly it, man. That's what I argue to a jury, and that's what I've argued to courts. That's what I've argued, you know, for years and years. And for some reason, everyone around me that was arguing about money, I mean, I, mean, I, I can give you a little examples. Have you ever heard of Eddie Lepp? Yep. Okay. Well, where's he right now? Prison. Federal prison, 10 years. Okay, I walked into a federal courtroom with 100,000 seeds, man. Do you understand? 100,000 seeds. If you go look at the federal law, you'll see that 60,000 seeds, this is a law that Clinton passed, makes you a drug kingpin. So if you have 60,000 plus one seed... That is a mandatory minimum of life in prison. And if you have uh, if you have weapons, if there's special circumstances, then it can be it require capital punishment. So what I'm saying to you is, I walked into a courtroom with a hundred thousand seeds. I'm telling you, man, my motives had to be pure, bro, or I wouldn't even be talking to you right now on the phone. Right. <laughs> So Eddie Lepp is an example of, you know, just all these other ones. You know, Ed Rosenthal, you can just go through the list. These guys are all about money, and when they finally catches up to them, they end up in prison. Yeah. Because they're like freaking, they're like, you know, the, uh, it, 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 they, uh, they're trying to play Caesar's territory. Right, they, yep. You know, you're That's not going right. to go into Caesar's fucking uh, stadium and think you're going to make those rules or win his game. That's why it has to be separate from commerce. We have to say, wait, we're human beings first, and then we're Americans and whatever the fuck after that. Capitalists, I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're human beings first. And then we're slaves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 we're human beings, but then we're slaves. You know, and and I'm not, I, with slavery. There's there's this thing called servitude, and some people will, are willing to be slaves to some extent. I was just gonna say that's what this is. That's why they call this the Great Experiment, because traditionally, and what they founded the country on, is hardcore, straight up chains slavery, but. The great experiment is how do you convince people to volunteer to be slaves? Right. That's that's where we're at. And okay, see, that's fine uh, uh, if you want to volunteer. And, that's and then how do you and then how do you close the cage? Well, the that's, law what, should, that's what Hitler was a test a test run on that. But you should be free to volunteer to be a slave. I totally agree with that. If you yeah. if you want to volunteer to be a slave. Sign right here. Just know what you're getting into. Uh, But you have to start out being a human being. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And as long as you're voluntarily doing it, then then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. Exactly. 
That's exactly it. And so that's where we're, they've got us volunteering to be slaves because we think that's the only option. Yep. Right. Well, it kind of is. We paid for a whole bunch of weapons that they can use against us now. Yeah. <laughs> While they were experimenting on us. Yeah. Dumb monkeys. They, yeah. Uh, you should see it. In this county, it's crazy. The the, the right wing, um, and I, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't even know what the word conservative means anymore because I always consider myself to be conservative because to me that means mm-hmm. less government. It means you have, you know, personal freedoms that you can take care of yourself type things. But yeah, no, anyway, it's not conservative anymore. No, it means something else now. And, and like these guys here, they're playing the, uh, the theater for every bit it's worth. Like they're doing this thing called the state of Jefferson, right? And <laughs> It's impossible. It can never happen in this state, okay? I, I could tell you why, uh, you know, but it would take too much time. But I'm just telling you right now, it's a thing that through literal logistics and every mechanism could not happen um, uh, almost, it would be almost completely impossible for this to happen. But you got your, your county here, the conservative, the right-wingers, who who know how to play these idiots on the other side of the fence. So they just start the fire, right? They say, oh, no, we're going to do this state of Jefferson, right? They know damn well that it'll never go through, but they also know that the idiots on the other side of the fence stand up and go, oh, my God, state of Jefferson, state of Jefferson. And they put all their energy and all their everything into arguing against this thing that can never happen. In the meantime... You know, while these guys are crying over milk that hasn't even been spilt, some bitches are running off with the sandwich on the plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is just a constant thing that goes on here, and it blows my freaking mind. And here in my county, where I'm at, Normal and the Democratic Party are one and the same. Mm. So the representative for uh, Normal in our county was also the chair of the Issues Committee for the Democratic Party. Oh. Yeah, and, see, and that's what, that's what I think we also need to be talking about, guys, is getting in. If I mean, if we're going to use the system to try and change this, and we need to be getting into the precinct meetings and well, the going New that York, route, you know what I'm saying? The New York normal up here doesn't even have there's only two people in it. I used to be the assistant director for that like four years ago. It's only Kevin Jones, and he don't do shit. He's paralyzed because he got in a car accident, so his back's all fucked up. He doesn't do he doesn't do anything. He, he's just like an internet whore. That's it. Then he needs to be replaced, doesn't he? Yeah, like for normal, they buy their chapters. You know that, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's you know, perfect. I mean, because you either want someone who's actively pushing this type of legislation that's, you know, the asinine, or you want them to just sit there and be an Internet whore and just keep forwarding this bullshit. Yeah, that's what he does. He forwards the bullshit, you know, and asks people to support the laws. Right. He's like, anything's better than nothing. I'm like, well, no, the hell is not. Right. <laughs> God, well, if anything's better than nothing, then just take what the fuck you got and fucking go shut up. You know? 
Fuck. Didn't these people, I mean, oh, my God. Did it, you ever see the movie Braveheart? Yeah. <laughs> Some bitch. You never saw the meme I made with Braveheart on it? <laughs> these are the guys, these are the guys that, that, that sell out to Longshanks for a castle and a piece of land. Yeah. And they turn their back yeah. on the battle, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> misinformation. Misinformation agency. But hey. what's scary is that most people, man, they they don't even care to dig this far. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that it, 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 we're not going to – that's why I'm saying, I mean, it takes a group, a core group, just like a SEAL team of, of, of Navy SEALs or a, 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 any kind of special forces, Marines, any of it. That's that's who gets shit done, you guys. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's, it's not the greater – you know, you can send giant armies in, and they end up standing off. But what really turns battles is when you send in an elite group – and they do just the right thing, and it, it turns the whole game. And I, it, it, so when I say elite group, I just mean people that that know the truth and believe in it and are, you know, are willing to stand up for it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Damn. Because I don't uh, know that I could call, like, the conversation that we've been having here for the last couple hours, I'm not sure how many other people I know that I could even have this conversation with. Right. Uh, well, we we are an elite club, I guess. And, and that's, you know, how many people knew exactly where Bin Laden was, you know? I mean... <laughs> Not to talk about whatever that was all about, but really when it comes down to it, you've got a team that goes in there that knows where he's at. These other dudes know, the bosses. But they knew the where guys... he was at the whole time. Somebody knew where he was at the whole time. Exactly. Just like yeah. in this deal. Just like in this deal. Yeah. There's people at the top of this that know exactly what's going on. They've been orchestrating it, um, you know, for decades. Since they, since they conceived it, yep. Right. And and it's just that, uh, uh, and they've got their specialists hard at work. You bet. Um, and we don't we don't have any. We um, we our guys don't even know um, where to go to sign up. And we do have people out there, man. I'm telling you, I get them contacting. Uh, a lot of times after the radio show, I'll get a an email or a Facebook message. Um, you know, yep. from a person who, it's so damn obvious they get it, and and uh, I think that's how you and I met. It, it could be. I I don't know, but it, it it's. Uh, I'm just saying. That I heard I heard you talking. Conrad posted something on his page, and I was like, "Holy shit! Where was this guy the whole fucking time?" I was looking for the right words. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but. All I know is is that there's people out there, uh, and they don't know where to hook up with us, and we don't know where to hook up with them. And um, if we can somehow get out there, you know, I don't know how to make that happen, but 
it's there. It's in, and if we can at least organize a, a core group, uh, there will be um, a third, you know, uh, picture. You know, the we need diff- a we need a we need a debate group for sure that understands our position, and we need a set, you know, a set. My problem is, is no one set. understands my position better than I do. Right, I know exactly right. <laughs> you know, but, but actually, actually, we all understand your position. Well, actually, in this group, so all we have yeah, to do, yeah, I get that. Yeah, there's somebody that thank can, God. That can, there's somebody that can say it clearly, say it clearly in a debate format, so that when, when, when either, when either you're dealing with an anti, anti gardening group or a, a supposed pro-gardening group, you have answers that that, can, that handle either issue. Because they're both... I'll go groups, off right? on the motherfucker. That's they're, both, they're both <laughs> from different levels of control groups. Well, check this out. We're in three different federal court districts. Kim and you guys and, and me... We all exist in three separate uh, federal court districts. Yeah. And um, and there's probably other people that we could connect with along the way that are even in other court districts. Yeah. And um, so so imagine something like this, okay? Um, it's it's it, you know obviously it's going to sound you know really complicated, but it it really isn't necessarily as complicated as it would sound. Um, you get uh, the paperwork written up um, that's the same case, basically. We're each filing basically the same case with just our particular circumstances as personal, you know, individuals. Uh, you know, that part of it differs, right? But we file uh, these cases on the same fucking day. We serve the government notice on the same day. We call press conferences from fucking California to New York saying that we're we're suing for, you know, our human rights to be protected. Um and uh and you do something you know, I'm just throwing that out as an example of of what needs to be done to to not only show people how you fight back as, but that there is actually a, the truth. You don't have to settle for the bullshit. You just have to stand up and fight for it. And, and uh, you know, that's not to say that the media would cover it, but right. it's not about, like, you know, winning or losing. It's about the struggle. Yeah. And if you push something like that, you know, far enough, at some point, I, I can almost promise you some media is going to cover it. Yeah. Um, we and, could probably get Alex Jones to cover it. I have a reporter for um, in Massachusetts at the Daily Chronic. And Adam Kokesh will cover it. See, that's what I mean. There, there, there is uh, ways to, 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 uh, to get it out there. I can tell you this: when, when I did the same kind of a federal case, just as an individual, and hey, and I, I can tell you right now that. 
I was the, I'm the only one yet still in history of the country to ever file such a case. So it's still a new thing. Um, if a bunch of people filed it across the country, um, that that would be like the second, third, fourth, fifth. You know, <laughs> I mean they they've only seen one so far, and and so. But the point is, when I filed that case, because I had been doing so much media before that, uh, for you know all the years before that. Uh, I wanted to try to change the dynamic, and, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I wanted to make it, I wanted to keep, I, w- I didn't want it to be in the media. I wanted it to be between me and the judge and the U.S. attorney as human beings, right? I actually was naive enough to think that, you know, I could make a difference if it was just us, right? Yeah. And, uh, well... It did. I mean, you'd be surprised. If I told you the whole story, it'd blow your freaking mind how it did. That dynamic did have an effect. But at the same time, while I was doing it, I could see easily how if this was a coordinated effort, if it wasn't just one person, a tree falling in the woods where no one's there to see it, right? If it was a coordinated effort in different districts, simultaneous, um that would cause a whole different dynamic that uh, would have, I think, would have sparked something that, because I tried to keep that out of the news, um, it, it never had a chance. And uh, but the end of the day, in that um, in that case, it was so obvious that the the, the government had nothing, man. They had nothing. Every lawyer I had read that case said, Jesus, it looks like you've got them in checkmate. It was checkmate, and they had to use semantics to basically rubber stamp the dismissal of the case in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals over here. And I never, I never appealed it to the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, because at that point I, I didn't see the point. I, I knew the Supreme Court was not going to hear the case. Um, at that point it was fully uh, – I was fully aware that if if that kind of uh, approach is going to have its ultimate, you know, uh, best effect, it would have to be done by multiple individuals in multiple districts. It would have to be done simultaneously. It would have to be done with the full effect of the media at the as you know as best as we could do. And uh, and at that point. I mean, I mean, just just look at it on the surface. If you've got some people across the country simultaneously filing these civil suits, you know, claiming their human rights and that they need to be protected, well, all of a sudden, just that alone changes this dynamic where, you know, because all people know right now is that this is about legalization and regulation, and it's all. One plant, yeah. two plants, three plants, four plants. I mean, that's all they know. Yeah. Yeah. And and so if suddenly, not only would there be people standing up saying, no, that's all bullshit, this is about human rights, uh, but, I mean, people would start asking themselves, well, how come nobody's done this before now? How come, where, because if you had a legitimate movement, you know, that you were dealing with they here. They you out. There, there would be so many civil suits at this point. There would have been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of civil suits over human rights and discrimination, and you name it. Uh, how about genocide of a fucking culture? Um, you know, so 
there's so many plaintiffs, civil suits that could have been done, and that is the proof right there that your boys are corrupt. Yeah. There, there's no, you don't need to have any other evidence other than that right there. Nobody. Let me tell you something. If you're a Christian, you ever heard of the ACLJ? ACLJ. No. Well, I'll tell you who they are. They're a team of freaking lawyers that if you are a Christian and you walk into some place and they won't let you fart or they won't let you have your crucifix on your neck or they won't let you pray or they won't let you put up a Ten Commandments, these sons yeah. of bitches take it all the way to the Supreme Court, man, and they beat it like a red-headed stepchild. Yes, sir. So if you're gay... If you've got a same-sex issue, are you kidding me? You're in court, baby. You're in court right now. It, 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 I'm telling you, if you've got a voting issue, you're in court. This is the proof that we're being fucked by corporations, that this is a fake yep. movement, is that there is no civil suits, okay? Mine was the only one ever that, that asked for your human rights. The Rage case was the only other one that asked for the medical rights, and guess where that motherfucker came from? Robert Rach, I contacted him in 2000 because somebody gave, him, uh, gave me his name and said, because I was going to do this other civil suit that I eventually did, and they said, here, call this lawyer, man. He might be willing to help. I called him and spent two hours on the phone explaining this whole concept. He, t- he took one little tiny piece out of it, which was the Commerce Clause, which doesn't work if you if you don't put in all the rest. Yeah. And he he took that out and he filed the suit and they called it the Rage case and it went to the Supreme Court and blah blah blah. Anyways, um, that's the only other one. If you <clears throat> contact DPA today and say, hey, I want to do a civil suit for my human rights or because I'm being discriminated against or whatever it is, right, concerning yes, cannabis, yeah. they will tell you, oh, naive so and so, you know. No, no, that's not how this is done. That you, that's already been done. No, no one can do anything there. This has to be, you know, um, brought about through regulation and blah, blah, blah. And they'll totally yeah, steer yeah. everybody away from civil suits like they've been doing all these fucking years. Normal, I think their trip was that they were working for criminal defense lawyers and cartels in the past until they got strong-armed into the biotech um uh, 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 you know, game because biotech took over this scene, um, but normal had to be strong on in, into that because they, uh, from my perspective, from my opinion, they were working straight up for cartels. I mean, literally getting. But they've been doing that since they first came out, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In '94 is when all that changed. '94 is when George Soros. Um, got together with Ethan Nadelman. It, actually, 93 is when they got together. Um, and they uh, fell in love, and their love child was called the you know, Drug Policy Alliance. And that was created in 94. And at that point, I don't know if you, you do you know who Rob Campia is? He's the dude that runs Marijuana Policy Project, right? Yeah. Uh, um, that dude used to be working for Normal. And so when this whole thing came about, uh, Ethan Nadelman got with Rob Campia and basically said, you know, we need to start another organization um, nor- that's, you know, not normal, 
but that's going to guide the the uh, the uh, text of the litigation that we're going to push. And so Rob Campia ran out of normal, literally, with all their fucking lists, man. He, he he ran out of there with their donation list, guys, their membership list, all of it. Those are like gold to normal, okay? Those were like the, the, the holy grail of the cannabis movement, okay? And he, Rob Campia ran out with those, started the MPP, got funded by DPA, and basically told normal, here, you're either on board with us now or you're nothing. Yeah, told normal KMA, kiss my ass. And what? That's what he told him. He said, kiss my ass. That's what he said. Who did? So you said normal, that, that Campia told... Normal, you can either get on board or kiss, or kiss, or the kiss oh, my right. ass. Yeah, basically. yeah. It, yeah. At the beginning of that dance, normal said, kiss drowning. my ass. Yeah, at the very beginning, normal said, "Fuck you, kiss my ass," blah blah blah. But that didn't last very long, dude. That was a real short uh, uh, period there um, because normal I think realized. That was off for show. Well, yeah, normal. I think they realized real quick that that they had no choice. I mean. Literally, George Soros and the biotech industry and the giant bankers had claimed the fucking movement uh, by creating the Drug Policy Alliance and by pulling Campia out with all those contacts. That was it. That's all they needed. They they needed those lists. In fact, uh, I can tell you how golden those lists are myself because um, before all the internets and all this, right? Uh, when we were doing stuff by phone, um, I had a I I had it in my head to organize uh, because we weren't um, you know it was still hard to get national press unless right. you pulled some stunt. So what we decided to do was if you know and all these people were having these little hemp rallies here and there and even their local media wasn't covering it. So. What we decided to do was do this thing called Hemp Across America, right? And we organized it in about two freaking weeks. And the way we did it was somebody from inside normal got us a list of normal operatives in, in all different states, okay? And uh, that wasn't, like, that wasn't anything on the – we didn't. there was no Internet or nothing at that point. And so – Basically, that shit was golden. We we just got on the phone and started calling these people and finding out that Normal wasn't doing anything. Yeah, they were a Normal representative, but Normal was sitting on their ass and they weren't doing anything, right? right? And so, so we you know organized this thing in about two weeks and we did a simultaneous press conference from from West Coast to East Coast and in about thirty five different states participated, right? All the way to Hawaii. Even Roger Christie in Hawaii took part in that. Um, wow. and, and so, uh, but the thing was, that really freaked normal out, okay? When we did that, it was, it was, uh, uh, it was gnarly. We were getting sent these video clips from local news all, in all across the country. Like, people were saying, man, it worked. You know, they never came to our rallies before. This one they came to because they, they you know, because it was a simultaneous press conference all across the country and all these states were participating, blah, blah, blah. And so we started getting these news clips in from all across the country. Well, normal freaked out 
what I'm trying to say to you is their list, the list that Campia ran out with, are like gold. These are the ones that have their do- – that's the list that Willie Nelson's name and contacts are on. And all these people yeah. that donate to normal, right, um, they're, they're on those lists and all the normal members and all that. And that's what Campia ran out of there with, and that's why even though – Whatever it was for show or whatever, they balked at the beginning and said, you know, fuck you. Um, they eventually got right in line um, with uh, DPA and MPP because they had no choice. And and it, it, they were only working for criminal defense lawyers and cartels before that anyways. So it, 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 it really didn't matter which criminals they were working for. Wow. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where that's why um, I think the problem we're in now is, and we can think of it as a problem, but we, you know, you try to look at anything that seems to be adverse and turn it around and make it to your advantage. So, in other words, back then, and I know you guys probably never heard of me before, but honest to God, in '93. There, this this subject was dead, okay? The only thing that you heard about in the news was when Clinton was running for president was did Clinton inhale or not? And honest to God, that's what normal was keeping uh, the narrative framed as. High times was helping. All the media was helping. And so you never heard anything but that. A couple years before that, Jack came on the scene, okay, with – you know, busting through some really hardcore media walls. He got a, yep. a he got a, a a story in the Wall Street Journal. Okay, but that was only after years of normal uh, saying he was a fake and a phony, and that the movie Hemp for Victory was fake, and the the United States government never used hemp during World War II, and all this stuff that normal said, <laughs> right, to try to discredit Jack. Finally. They got enough proof together. He got the Wall Street Journal article, and really, honest to God, Jack, you know, although he, you know, did want to see things changed, he was more interested in selling books and getting laid and getting stoned than, you know, being a straight-up soldier. So what he did was he called a truce with Normal at that point because Normal was making it impossible for him to sell books and everything else. So he called a truce. They called a truce. But at that point, everything died, man. There was nothing in the media after that for a couple years. Then Clinton runs, and then all you see is did he inhale or not. And what we did was, is we, you know, pulled these stunts. I could sit here and tell you, but there's just an endless list of stunts that we did. And you can call them stunts, but really we were just taking a stand for freedom, right? Um, And those things busted through the media wall. Suddenly normal that was just sitting on their hands because they were working for these other people, um, suddenly they had to put up or shut up because we were creating this momentum. We broke through the media, and we were creating this freaking momentum. And that's where 215 came out of. And I kid you not, man, this is the real story. of uh, 215 would have never happened. The reason it happened is because this whole thing about legalization got pushed way ahead of schedule. 
And the reason is, for the same reason I've been telling you, it just takes an elite group, is because you're talking to the motherfucker who busted through the media and and made the fucking uh, uh, the uh, momentum that these guys then either had to seize on or, yeah. or we would have kept going and had our initiative on the ballot. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden it kicked normal into gear. They had to do something, so they started working uh, with Dennis Perone and these other uh, guys, um, And but in the background, that's what really kicked George Soros, Ethan Nadelman, all these bankers. I mean, honest to God, man, I was doing world news. They They published in the London Independent, just for an example, they published the transcripts of the conversation I had with the the correspondence office at the White House, proving that they had the package I sent them when they had just told the national media that that there was nothing in the package. Blah blah blah. Anyways, I I caught him in a lie on tape back in the days when we just had phones, and they wanted that. That's what got the story in the Wall Street Journal, and they published that freaking conversation in the London Independent. And these are just tiny little things slivers that I'm telling you of this momentum that we, you know, we busted through like with a fucking missile shot through their glass house, right? And these guys, the guys at Normal and the biotech industry, nobody was expecting this, okay? Nobody. They thought Normal was going to be able to, I'm sure, you know, they, I'm sure they knew Normal was working for defense cartel, uh, uh, defense lawyers and cartels, because anybody who was doing a real movement would have been doing civil cases all this time. So they already knew Normal wasn't a worry, so they probably figured Normal had it under control, you know, as in do nothing, yeah. right? Yep. Well, all of a sudden, we made it impossible to do nothing. Now, that, that's good and bad, because what that did was it not only, you know, uh, it, it brought to bear the biotech industry. That's when they said, okay, now we've got to take control of this motherfucker. They created DPA. They created MPP. They told Normal, you either go along with us. Now we're your new bosses or, you know, you're obsolete. You're out of here. You're nothing. Um, and so what I'm saying, the reason I'm saying all this is because, okay, that seems like a bad thing, right? So now they've been putting all their money. They seized on our momentum fighting for human rights and freedom, and they turned it into a corporate, you know, uh, fake movement to further enslave people, to further progress prohibition, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so what do you do? Um, Well, you seize on their momentum. Now, they've been putting all this fucking money into this deal. Now, they've got it in every paper, in every county. It's a constant freaking topic. You know, they've, they've brought it to that point. Now we supplant that some bitch. Now we use their momentum against them. So it, it's just simple. It's simple. It's, it's just like any martial arts. Okay. If you if you want to know what I'm talking about, read a book called The Art of War. There you go. Um, yeah. And and so that's where we're at. We're at a critical point in time where that's the window we got. We can either. Take, jump on that train. They've got this train moving a thousand miles an hour, and nothing could stop it because all the people that would are convinced that's the only train in town. Yep. 
And and so it's going to take a few people to 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 derail that train. Do you understand? It doesn't take a million people to stand on the track. Uh, it, three, four people, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, I don't know. How many people does it take to go take a big giant pry bar and bend the track? Yep, <laughs> not, not many. That's where with we're right at. Tools, with the right tools, it can take one. That's right, exactly right. And that's where we're at. And so... Um, but you know what, you guys, I, I really feel honored to even be talking with you, but I, I got to run. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was just going to say it's been over three hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got to run too. I think I have a friend that's been trying to get a hold of me while we're on the phone. He's, uh, his wife locked her keys in her car in a parking lot. So they want me to use my expertise in breaking into cars because apparently I'm a car thief too, you know, pothead. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he needs my help to get in the car. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just just, great just to get talking everybody. to all you guys. All right. Well, hey, keep in mind what we were talking about, because uh, uh, if you guys don't do it, nobody will. I know. Hey, uh, hey now, is, is there going to be any reason why I can't post this recording in our group? Oh, God, I wouldn't want people to hear me cussing like this, man. And I don't know if I want people knowing my personal business. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we not do that? I was kind of thinking of this as a you know just a meeting between us. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's uh, if if we do anything, let's edit out parts that we want to be to be heard. Well, we got we got the two two meetings, so yeah. Let's can, can we can let's we do chop try. out sections? Can we chop out sections of those and use them? You know, yeah, it's not about the sections where I talk about my job because I'm under a confidentiality agreement with that shit. I'm not allowed to. Oh uh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, hey, well, you I guys, mean, we, let me let me just... say this. Hey, if if we're gonna do something that's gonna be posted, let's let's all know that beforehand so that yeah. we yeah. yeah. Agreed. Cool. All yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. That sounds very good to me. Yep. All right. Well, hey, I love you guys. Love you too. All man. right.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.